How did you feel about Nas's Nostradamus album? Why? Would <laughs> oh you, why? why? <laughs> Can I not ask the question? He knows what he's doing. I'm just curious. Yeah, like, no? I mean, I think everyone knows that's that's. Hasn't he got a, like a bar where he says something like, you know, those the first al- like third album pressures were a little bit different or something mm. like that. So yeah, not drama's like, come on, man, we all know, we know Kingdom Come is shit. Like we know. Why you got? Like, <laughs> like, like we know, like we know, like we know. You can like, you could give it back a lot. Like Why we gonna do that? Like we know, we know the albums that didn't really like live up to like what we thought they could do. So. Alright, yeah. cool. Yeah. Peter, I'm gonna need you whenever someone says Nas is one of their favorite rappers to ask them the same question. Thank you very, thank you very much. What's going on, world? This is episode 49 of the Rhymes Like Dimes podcast with your boys Peter, Yo, Mohammed, Yeah, and myself, Yemi. And today we've got a very special guest, a fellow podcaster. We welcome Ebony from the TBH podcast. Hey. How you doing? I'm good, thanks. We need like some applause or something just to like, oh, yeah, you need <laughs> shouting, bro. Just shout <laughs> <it>. <laughs> <laughs> applause. Feel you. Sound effects. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, welcome. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, how you doing? I'm good. Thanks for inviting me. Happy to be here. Guys, how we doing? Yeah, man. Good. Good, good, good. Just happy to be here, man. Feel you. Back in the studio. Back in the oh, studio, bro, feels great. Feels we amazing. Did Zoom last episode. Yeah, no, Zoom is an enemy of progress. Ah, oh, it's the devil. Zoom is the enemy. F <laughs> Zoom the forever. Devil, bro. Like talking over each other in Zoom is not the one at all. Trust me, because you don't hear anything. But and it's just it. awkward. You don't know when to jump in. You don't know when to talk. It kind of starts conversation, but yeah, it's a piece of shit. <sighs> For real, mm. especially when Wi-Fi is not so strong as well. So shout out to my Wi-Fi. Hey, but uh, yeah, Mohammed, how you doing? Hey, man, I'm alive, chilling. Same old shit. Because we're doing so many episodes back to back, it's kind of like repeating the same thing. Because we've done the Zoom. It's going to be that, though. We're in lockdown. Yeah, no, <laughs> you know no, I mean? but also because we've done it on the Zoom, then mm. we've done the. Do you know what I mean? We've recorded yeah. it in close proximity. So it sounds repetitive. But yeah, it's like you said, lockdown as well. You've just been chilling, man. Working, walking. You still walk? Yeah, man. I walked <laughs> yesterday. I walked yesterday. In I'm the tired room. of walking. That's nah, why I'm asking. It was raining yesterday. Bro, do you know what it is? If I don't do it, I'll turn. I'll go insane. Like, if I don't go out and walk, I will turn. I'll dead someone. So it's like, I need, yesterday wow. it was raining and I walked out for like an hour and a half. I just needed what, it. Did you hear what you just said? This guy said it was dead somewhere. Yeah, like, no, but like for my own sanity, I need to go out. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, just fair. to, and I, I told. Just, this is what I your window, bro. Nah, man, it's just too much. Do you know what right. it is? I just, I've been in my yard so long. Like, just like nah, Going man. crazy. No, nah, but walking yeah, is good, It's relaxing. Guy skits, yeah. fam. Just going to yoke someone up for no reason. <laughs> just remember how I was in school. Yeah, keep doing them walks. <laughs> hey, man. We don't want just that. Yoke how, many, how many steps did you do? I don't know. Oh, you don't. I walked to like I went from like Tottenham to Stokey and then back. So how far is that? Tottenham to Stoke Newton. Mm. So like, depending on how far she walked, it took me like an hour and a half. Okay, oh, oh, that's wow. a good walk. Wow. Oh, yeah. that's a good walk. I yeah, it's just before Stamford Hill, so it's it's a legit box. You walk past Seven Sisters, all of that, and then I take the long, long way home. So I just go around the back and everything. So, feel you. What about you? I'm cool, man. I mean, again, I'm more so been at home recently because I can't stand walking anymore. Like <laughs> trying to go the same routes and shit. Like, I love Dulwich Park and that, but if I go there one more time. <laughs> yeah, but you live in South, it's understandable. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just a bit long. And yeah, I'm, I'm just staying at home, just chilling. Um, but yeah, man, I'm cool. As you say, we've been calling a lot back to back, so not much change, to be honest. Um, but Ebony, how have you been dealing with lockdown? I'm good. You know, lockdown, I think it's the same for everyone. It's long, fed up, tired. Watched everything I could watch. Now, watching the things I said I wouldn't really watch, but I tried to watch in the past and 
Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's a lot. That's what this lot are probably doing. <laughs> I'm at that point now where I, c- I don't even want to watch anything new. I'd rather just watch old shit because <laughs> it's just. I'm still. I just watched Sons of Anarchy. That, like I've been watching it over the last. I don't know if you like have heard. It's like some yeah, 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 biker yeah, yeah, show. Yeah. The biker show on Netflix. And I tried to watch it some time ago because someone told me, "Oh, watch it. Like it's really good." Blah blah blah. And I watched it in the first episode. Like they kill black guy and they call him like an n-word and all these shit i'm like oh man no forget that yeah 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 so I was, like, I was like what the hell are you trying to get me to watch but then recently i was like you know what let me see and i've watched it i just completed it this week and i was like you know what it wasn't too bad it's very tragic though it's not mm. like a it's not there's not much happiness in the show it's just i got through like two seasons and gave up it's just sad yeah, it's <laughs> wrong bro just like it's someone like, clarted every episode i'm like basically no. there's no like there's no real payoff like everyone is just really really it's just sad people are just dying there's no real reason no rhyme or reason to it like mm. but you know i watched it or whatever so that's where i'm at right now watching all the stuff that i kind of would have maybe not gone for but what else am i gonna do because I rewatched all the stuff that I want to rewatch, like you know, shows that I like. My favorite shows, I've already rewatched them. I did that last year. <laughs> you watched Snowfall? Yeah. Okay. That's back. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. I know, I'm trying to get I'm, I'm on season, got, I'm on season got, two. You're watching. I'm trying to get Yemi to start now as well. You should watch it. It's I'm really on season. It's good. Eventually, I'll get there. It yeah, is good. It's, it's really good. Yeah, I've just started Breaking. I'm watching Breaking Bad now. Oh, I started these see, guys. Breaking Bad's another one that I tried, but it's, because it's, I love. The wire so much. This is what I'm, I'm like looking at Breaking Bad, like guys. It's not better than yeah, the wire. Honestly, don't go in with a free heart. I, know, I, know, I think I know, the wire is the greatest show ever. Go in with a free heart. This show, season one to three, is nah. See, you lot are both making the same mistake. Season one to three is hammered. Also, do you understand that when someone says to me, "Oh, we gotta wait till like season two You've heard it before, though, innit? I'm like, I don't want to wait till season two. See, everyone's told me season one to three is bad. I got told the same thing. You're both speaking to the people who are not like informed enough. That's the issue. Do you know what I mean? Why are you informed more than them? Because wait, I, wait, I, I, just, I just I've seen it differently. I've seen it differently, innit? But like, <laughs> but like, you can't you can't watch it thinking about the wire though. You need to take Breaking Bad yeah. for what it is. But it's usually because when you really get into it, you really shouldn't compare. But why is it against? Have you seen The Sopranos? I've seen I think like three seasons of Sopranos. I think I liked to be honest, and that's the other one that people tell me that's the better one. That's probably better. That might be better than The Wire though. I like the three seasons that I watched. I think it's five seasons. It's definitely talking to I heard it ends really badly, but from what I saw, I enjoyed Sopranos? Yeah. I didn't like the ending. Let's not ruin the ending. I didn't like the ending. But I thought you. I want to catch but up yeah. on this. I want to watch it's, it's definitely talking to the wire, though. Definitely talking. Have you watched Breaking Bad? Breaking Bad and is talking the wire, to the wire they're in the same conversation. Have you watched the wire fully? Yeah. Bro, time ago. I know you Time ago. They're all in the same conversation. I could have predicted that Mo wouldn't like Breaking Bad. Man, you should have told me before. I could have seen that. All right. Well, that was a massive detour that I didn't, <laughs> I didn't expect. But yeah, it's lockdown. <laughs> yeah, for real. Yeah. But yeah, guys, shout out to everyone listening. Shout out to our Spotify listenership. Shout out to our Apple Podcast listenership. Shout out to our SoundCloud listenership. Shout out to our YouTube listenership as well, if you're listening there. So yeah, man. Um, guys, what were we listening to this week? It sounds like a repetitive thing, bruv. I've been listening to... You know what it is, actually? Um, on my walks, I've been listening to kind of like my... A bit like 2000 playlist. I've just been consistent on a 2000 playlist. I don't know why. Whether it's YouTube, whether it's on Peter Flex. Yeah, it's just been consistently mm-hmm. been 2000s. And then, funny enough, the fun topic came up from one of the songs in my 2000 playlist. Mm. And I was just listening to it. I was like, oh shit, it's a movie song. But, but yeah, that's what I've been doing. Just been listening to throwback songs this whole week, to be honest with you. Do you want to name any? Um, I'd have to go through it, but it's been everything 2000s. So, like, from Get Rich to Jar to Cam to Joel's. Fucking for some uh, reason, I'm thinking, Let Me Hold You by Bawa. 
<laughs> I mean, if we're gonna be honest, Bow Wow had a couple of hits in the 2000s. Couple yeah, hits, yeah, a lot yeah. of hits. Yeah, he, he was a, he had a, he had a sustained pain, but then he's corny. He's a kid rapper. Yeah. Why is he corny though? Bow Wow. Because now, now, he's, now he's trying to wrestle. <laughs> the type of rapper he is, we shouldn't even be considered. That shouldn't even be a conversation. Oh no, but no, he's just the whole plane thing. The, the, the whole plane is the plane As an adult, as like Shad Moss, then he done it like three years ago. Huh? He done it like four years ago. But he doesn't go. He's not a. He's not like an active rapper or anything. Oh, in his mind, he is. I mean, he dropped the song. Am I the only one here that's listened to the Bow Wow and the Marion album? Huh? Oh, the face off. Oh, thing, face yeah. off where they I've had. I've never was listened to it. What song did they have? Girlfriend. What song did they have? Girlfriend. Wow and Mario made an album together. Yeah, yeah face yeah, off. They yeah, had yeah, girlfriend. Like they were doing like those collabs. Yeah, yeah, yeah this was back album. in like sixth form days. I'm actually yeah. like it was just one half of their face and one half of their face. They tried to do the Jay Z and R Kelly thing, innit? Yeah, nah, man. We saw her that time, though. They had one commercial song though. One point in time where he was maybe gonna transition and be like a formidable rapper, and it was on that them franchise boys, and he had that really good verse, and people start comparing him to Jay Z, but then he just nothing happens. Yo, I, I've never heard of Bow and Formidable in the same sentence. I've never yeah, heard that no, as well. I've formidable not, I mean. or Jay Z. That's like Arsenal <laughs> awesome Invincibles, bro. Wait, or guys, them franchise wait, boys. Guys, to be fair, do you guys not remember that song, them franchise boys remix that Bow was no. on? I never listened. And to he had album, a really right? like it was just a very different verse, and I remember there was a lot of just like. Oh, like was it his pen? Probably not. Uh, probably cool. the brat, but because <laughs> <laughs> she used to write for him yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like, it was probably hers, but yeah, I don't Brett. know. Hey, man, salute to Shad. That's my fun fact of today's episode: the fact that Bow Wow and Amaria made an album yeah. together. Check that it out. Only Peter fun fact, that was super. Check it out, man. That was like girlfriend and yeah. a couple I think of they came here yeah. and did like a junior jam or something like that. They were like, that was like a time. At least yeah. for me. B2K, all that type of stuff. That was a time thing. <laughs> She's smiling from ear to ear, boy. Man was never here for that wave still. What, B2K? I had an older sister. You couldn't escape B2K in my household for four Anything that was on like the box or whatever, MTV base, but other than that, no. Yeah, you couldn't escape B2K for a little while. Mm. B2K was serious. <laughs> Feel that though. Peter, what have you been listening to? Um, not much, man. Um, been diving into heavily Lenny Kravitz's catalogue. Oh. oh yeah, his um his mama said album is like serious. I'd listened to like a few like Lenny songs over the years, obviously growing up and that, but I never really like dove into his catalog. So I did that like the last like week or so, and he's got some amazing music, man. And I, I had no idea. So just that really. Um, bit of, bit of Slum Village as well. Um, fantastic volume two. And um, today I listened to Jay Z and My Lifetime Volume One, and yeah, that's that's been it really. Been a quiet one. Ooh. You? Yeah, Le- Lenny Kravitz is definitely uh, goated in a lot yeah. of ways. Uh, me, um, to be honest, I've not been listening to that much music this week, but lo- yesterday I did listen to a couple of new albums. So I listened to um, a rapper called Central C. His uh, oh, yeah. oh, debut yeah. mixtape, Wild West. Mm. Um, he's a rapper from West London. I want to say like Holland Park area. It was cool. It was cool. I think the sequencing was a bit off. Um, he literally just like turn the volume down on the song <laughs> and turn the volume back on the next song. <laughs> so the that, yeah, the engineer was a little bit <laughs> wayward, but it was it was cool. It was cool. It was a cool. Um, it was a cool album or mixtape, whatever you want to call it. So that was, shout out to him. Um, I also listened to Capo Lee, JME, Frisco and Shorty's album, North Face. Now, I know I said a couple of episodes ago that Shorty's the worst rapper I've ever heard in the collective. Wow. But obviously he was involved in You're this so album disfif- with like Frisco, <laughs> who's you know, formidable in his own right. Jamie was established in his own right. And Capo Lee was kind of like new grime generation. He was actually kind of good. Um, and it was cool. It was like 23, 24 minutes. Um, they each had one solo tune up to like a minute long to themselves. And then the rest were like a posse cuts. And it was cool. Shorty 
yeah, my view hasn't changed. But, <laughs> you know, we move. Um, and I also listened to the new Miss La Familia song. Mm. Um, the remix to her song, Dumb Flex. Mm. And it's got Ivorian Doe in it. It's got Officer in it. It's got Pounds in it. And an, a guy called DBO, which is actually good. Like, she barred it down compared to the original where she wasn't rapping at all. Yeah. Um, she came correct on the re- remix. So shout out to her. And shout out to everybody that was involved as well. So yeah, it's been a UK flex this week, pretty much. Ebony, what about you? I've just been listening to Getz's album. It's just Ooh. great. I just love it. I've just been listening to it. And what else? Yeah, just Getz's album really. And maybe just like a few, like I guess like the Drake Scary Hours EP came out. And Jasmine Sullivan. What do you think of Jasmine Sullivan? Love it. Did you like Hotels? I enjoyed it, yeah. The Other Side is like my favourite song on there, I think. So I've been listening to that. And um yeah, just gets his album is really all I've been kind of still just mm. listening to back to back. I think it's really great. Definitely a great. Yeah, we had a shout out match about <laughs> its future status. Oh, yeah. We, we, won't, we won't get <laughs> into future that. Future status. So basically, I called it a future classic, and one okay. of us in this room didn't agree, and it turned into a shout out match stitch, which didn't make the pod. But um, yeah, Damn. it was a lot. Yeah. <laughs> you can like, have that many like classics that. here. That's not like a bad shout. But anyway. I mean, I don't. <laughs> I don't make bad shouts, but we'll, we'll, talk, <laughs> we'll, talk, we'll, talk, we'll talk about that. I That's ain't even gonna buy it. Yeah, well, <laughs> well you was close. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> who, was who was definitely close? So yeah, Ebony, thank you for coming down. Um, I guess this is the point in the show where when we have a guest, we kind of just want to delve into who they are and how they got into rap music. Uh, but first, before we do that, we want to know your top five rappers, US and UK. This was hard. And it's an unfair question. <laughs> but um, in no particular order, it would be like Kano, Getz, Jay-Z, Nas. And then that fifth spot is honestly, could be anyone. It might be Rich one day. It could be another artist another day. But for today, as I'm thinking, I'll put Rich there. Mm. Any reason why Kano's up? Is Kano at the top? Yeah. Well, Kano is number one for me. Kano is incredible. Like, Kano has the classic albums, like, a few of them, and he's just, he came out of the gate exactly who he is. So, yeah, not necessarily Kano. He's literally just one, like, the best. He's the best. I f- listen, <laughs> I think he's the I feel you, man. I'm a massive Kane fan, so, yeah, I'm and never And he's like an argue. artist that really came out of the gate just as exactly who he was. He was an artist from the start. Didn't grow into it. Home Sweet Home is a great project put together concept, narrative, beats, everything. I think it was funny when Stormzy did his diss and he used the like mic <laughs> mic check and I was like, shit, obviously you're reintroducing that song to a whole mm, new generation yeah. of people. I was like, that's so crazy. And people still reference, oh, it's going off on the roof and all these types of things. Just an incredible guy. Yeah. You think Kano gets the, um, the praise he deserves? Nah, we're bad vibes over here. I told you already. We're bad vibes. And we're still coming, we're still, che- we're still like, now that we are no longer seeking US validation, we are now in this Allegedly. thing of, oh, we're putting them with, the, we're, we're, I don't even, I, I could talk about UK music with the US people now, like that's where the conversation is. So like once we get past that whole thing of wanting to like say how great our artists are in comparison still mm. to the US mm. lot, then he'll probably, you know. But all the people that I know that love music rate Kano. So yeah, Kane's yeah. consistently in everyone's yeah. top two. Yeah. That no music, that no rap, He's consistently everyone's top two, I'd like yeah. to think. As he should be. Yeah, I agree. He's 100%. just been consistent and he's just always delivered. 
It's always Kalevo. What's the reasoning behind your other choices? Um, Gets, he's just so good. He reminds me of, um, but in basketball, so Kevin Durant is like incredibly good, right? Yeah, Mo's but, a basketball player. But, Le- but so. LeBron exists. <laughs> That's Gets and Kane a team. <laughs> <laughs> So I guess it's KD. That might you be perfect. What? That might be perfect. <laughs> um, I'm not mad at that. And then wretched Michael Jordan. See the way it all sums up? No, he's not. <laughs> Absolutely. Relax. <laughs> Relax. Um, that was a massive bite. Jay-Z that was a good one, though. No? That was a massive bite. So Sorry. who's Kyrie Irving in the UK? Oh, scene? I don't, in the I UK? Mean, Chip? Yeah. Nah, don't do that. Just don't, you know do that. don't do that. That's don't do that to Kyrie. That may not be a bad shout, you know? Because Kyrie is always off. He's disgruntled somewhere. He's always. Yeah, but Kyrie's. No, 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 no. And when he shows up, he shows up, but you just never know when he's going to show up. So it's just like... But he's shown up more than he hasn't not shown up. So that's the only reason I won't see. Since joining the Nets, or generally? What? Since joining the Nets, he's averaging 31 and 7 or some stupid shit like that. That's what I'm there saying. Yeah, he's MVP material, right? Yo, he's dead. Well, he got a ring with the Cavs, so does that not count for anything? No, that's yeah, my point. He's done more than Chip. That's my point. You know. Chip is... I don't think... I think he's better than what Chip is. Equivalent. Okay, yeah. that's something I'm saying. So, you know. But that's a great shout out earlier, football equivalent, uh, in yeah. comparison to KD and LeBron. I get that's And then Jay Z and Nas are just like some of the earlier artists that I remember like seeing and listening to when I was like growing up and stuff like that. And just over time, I just resonate and like appreciate their music a lot. So, and t- part of my hip hop discovery is like through them. So that's why they're there. And they're just great. How did you feel about Nas's Nostradamus album? Why? Would <laughs> oh why? why? <laughs> Can I not ask the question? He knows what he's doing. I'm just curious. Yeah, nah, mm-hmm. I mean, I think everyone knows that's that's. Hasn't he got a, like a bar where he says something like, you know, those the first al- like third album pressures are a little bit different or something mm. like that. So yeah, not drama's like, come on, man, we all know, we know Kingdom Come is shit. Like we know. Why? Like, 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 like we know. Like we know. You can like, you could give it back a like like Why we gonna do that? We know. We know the albums that didn't really like live up to like what we thought they could do. So. Cool. Peter, yeah. I'm gonna need you whenever someone says Nas is one of their favorite rappers to ask them the same question. Thank you very, thank you very much. I like that Kingdom Come though. <laughs> Arguably, that was worse than Nostradamus. Hell no. Arguably, oh, absolutely not. He's Arguably. got that tune on there with Usher where Arguably. we don't know. What oh man, that shit was horrible. Kingdom Come was nasty. That was horrid. Yo, Pete, Kingdom Come was nasty. I'm not saying it wasn't. Nostradamus was horrible. Kingdom Come was hell, bro. That was hell on earth, bro. Shout to Mob Deep. And they gave oh. us best of both worlds as well. Best of both worlds as well. Yo, JD's oh, been flagrant, bro. See? We're not JD's doing this. See? We're not, we're not Yo, doing this. I need, the, I need the collision course with Linkin Park. Oh, mm. <laughs> and that was a collision mm. course. That was yeah. definitely a collision course. Did you man enjoy Nas's album with him, Damian Marley? Yeah, that's yes, a, that's what? One the, that's one of the best collaborations. Stop it. K-Nar Somali's featured on two of them songs. What? K-Nar my people's featured on two of them songs, fam. I'm representing. Yeah. That's your guy, bro. Shout out to him, man. But yeah, nah. Jay-Z's made arguably worse albums. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he thought awesome. he had one in it with he thought he had it. He yeah. thought he had one. He goes, hey, what's that song with, what's that album with Damien Moore? Nah. <laughs> Streets Disciple. <laughs> That's still better than Collision Course. <laughs> See? Probably is actually. I can't there you go. You're yeah. slipping, you're Just falling, you can't, can't get, get up. up. <laughs> Trust me. Listen, Streets Disciple wasn't that bad, man. I don't think anyway. And it's not my stand talking. I genuinely feel like it wasn't that bad. It was, it, right. it, it was all right. It was all right. It was all right. For a double album, and double albums always suffer that. Yeah, if you just trimmed it down, tricky, then it would have been yeah. great. But yeah, yeah. you didn't. See, it's not. Yeah. So that's what that is. Meanwhile, <laughs> JC. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I feel you. Here's what it is, though. Yeah, and some people think that Magna Carta was shit as well, so. No, I'm, I'm one of those people. You're one of those shit. Yeah, yeah, I liked a few songs off it. Magna Carta was terrible. What, shit? Terrible. Yeah, it wasn't Terrible. Yeah, I'm not doing that. You think it was terrible, Pete? It wasn't a good album, man. But Castle Baby. 
Yeah, okay. Fuck with me, that's you know. Nah, fuck with me, you know. I got it. Heaven. I liked Oceans. I liked Heaven. Oceans. Fuck with me, you know. I got it. Nickels and Dimes. Tom Ford. I didn't like Nickels and I didn't like Tom Ford. I used to fuck with Tom Ford. Why do people bring up Tom Ford like it's really like a banger? It's not a banger, but it's. It, how can I put it? If it's the fifth That's worst the track in the album, it's the beat. If it's the fifth worst track in the album, it's the beat. It's not a bad option to have. Do you get what I mean? I like part two on the run. That's a, the that's a, that's a, that's a nah, that shit. I'll fuck it. I'll fuck it. I'm an outlaw. I'm an outlaw. <laughs> what? Stop it. That Stop was it. trash. That was what? Beyonce guys, how, did, how did we get into like Beyonce and the Jay's catalog? I don't like this. Hey, we can see where the podcast is going today. We can see where the podcast is going. I like this. I'm here for it. I'm here for it as well. Yeah, man. Shout out to Michael Carr. Um, how did you discover rap music? How did I discover it? On MTV. <laughs> like, in my, okay. like on MTV base or in my house. Like my mom had a Fuji's album that she used to play. And my aunts and uncles like used to play like, my uncle's a big Biggie fan. So Warning used to play all the time. Mm. So I know that like word for word. But it just, and he'd rap it word for word and all these types. So the music was played around me as I was like growing up and stuff. And I watch a lot of music channels. My mom's a massive Michael Jackson fan. So we used to have all the videography, like VHS videos mm. in our house. And, you know, she's one of the ones that's running in the streets to see Michael when he's comes. So music in my family, as far as like popular music and stuff like that, it was played like a lot. So yeah, watching MTV and seeing like videos. I think Two Pats Letter to My Unborn Child is like one of my earliest video memories mm. um, of seeing that. I'm thinking, what is that? That sounds incredible like what is that and the rest of it and um yeah so like just music missy elliott buster rhymes these are the things that i came up like around and then like i said my mom used to have so many cds of just yeah lots of different like artists and stuff like that would you say she was a hip-hop head no not necessarily um my aunt and uncle more so i'm i probably saw more like rap music around them than my mum. My mum was more like, she likes, yeah, like the Fugees, she like Usher, like Mariah Carey is goated, Whitney Houston goated, like she was more that lane, but it all kind of, but because she was still just so open to all that music, we saw everything else as well. And then when I would go over to my grandma's house, that's where I see all the rest of it. So yeah, that's how I got into rap and just enjoying that music. And then when I got a little bit older, then 50 Cent came out. And then that was like an artist that I picked for myself that wasn't like an inherited mm. like for my <laughs> yeah. like family. I was mm. like, oh my God, what is this? And then Kanye and then Dizzy. And yeah, just grime was then happening and all these types of things. So yeah. I hear that. Yeah, man, that, that first artist that you actually find yourself is mm. actually really, really important when you like start to deeper and as you get older. Yeah, because yeah, you like, like, you know, you hear Jay-Z and Nas in the house and stuff. You like this music, but when you actually discover an artist you think this is yeah this guy can you think Kanye, back to your two? this guy can you go back to your one i think 50 was one of my first 50 and fab actually oh, no, yeah, I, I inherited fab, fab. i inherited mm. fab 50 yeah my uncle hated fab he used to tell me he's a throwaway mason man why do you like this <laughs> see this, <laughs> this, street, this street dreams album is great what are you talking that about was one of the first cds i bought as well street dreams i had a it was all bootleg i used to go to nine Elms market or whatever <laughs> <laughs> Like all my CDs, like I remember I had a BTK pant. All my CDs were basically just like bootlegs from like the market. Mm. I ripped them from like LimeWire on like win- Windows Media Player. Frostwire too, like, big up Frostwire. Yeah, all of that. So LimeWire was the one. Just LimeWire, their share. I remember I had Napster on my computer, but I didn't know how it worked. It didn't, I was just like, this doesn't work. <laughs> Get me the thing that works. So yeah. You're waiting a hundred hours. And then that's how, you know, learn about viruses. Cause I've got, 
Soldier Boy got me once. I remember I downloaded a song. I forgot what song it was. It could have been Jar 50 or someone. Mm. And then I remember I downloaded it, I played it, and all I hear is you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is this defamation of character, fam? <laughs> I was like, yo, this guy, no, he full on set me up. That's Soldier Boy is he, hard. Yo, He's hard Soldier Boy oh set God. me He's up. He's hard for that. I remember I f- it could have been anything. It could have been caught up Jar Roof, yeah, all yeah, I know. Yeah. It could have been anything. But so like down- I had them things, you download music that wasn't even the tunes. They yeah, always yeah. had the, a Shanty B2K tune on there that wasn't a real song. And then the Bill Clinton. I did not have sexual relations yeah, yeah, yeah. with that woman. Like those were things that were just pop. Just thinking, <laughs> what the hell is going on here? Like this is all crazy. No, like, they used to catch you, and you had to download the image of the See, album. It was all what, that craft. era of downloading music was. Yeah. What would you have to download the album cover and then yeah. move the album cover to the album? Yeah, 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 and then download yeah, 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 it on your iPhone. And then sometimes, like the tags on the songs had like all the underscores and shit. Yeah, so you oh, have to take that out. Yeah, 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 and you have yeah, to edit and do the features. Right, whoever's on that song, you have to get the feature. Right, that was so. How fun! Oh my god, that was so serious. What? When you used to download the album, you used to just say track one to twelve, so you go re edit everything. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Good, times. good times, you know. Yeah. Good times. That's why we appreciate music. The internet Trust. was so different then. Like I remember trying to look for lyrics to like songs. I remember hearing Pretty Ricky on Trace FM in the car, so it was like the cat and Richard Blackwood and just present a cat, which I don't know where he is now. They used to do an afternoon show on a Saturday. Pretty Ricky had a tune. I didn't know it was Pretty Ricky at the time, but you could just type it. You no, know, like now songs, song titles are nowhere found in the song. Mm. Like. A song could be called, I don't know. It could be called anything, right? And it, the artist will never say that yeah, word yeah, in the yeah, song. Yeah, yeah. So you're trying to find yeah. it online. Like, oh, what was that song? Yeah, you can't yeah, type it. Yeah, you, yeah. You can't, yeah, so but, yeah. But, but you have to remember then, the words. Yeah, but back then, like, obviously, Grind On Me, just type in, what's that song, Grind On Me? Like, it just, yeah, and it will yeah, come yeah. up in the search because it's actually in the song. So I remember just stuff like that. Like, that's just kind of how I was with, like, music. Like, growing up, it was my thing. Like, I was into it. And yeah, just looking for lyrics for stuff. Like I remember Eminem had, what is it? Singing in my closet? Something oh, like that. Like, what? What are the lyrics to all of those type of shit? Like, because um, my cousin was a massive Eminem fan. Like, that was her, like, that was her guy in the, s- the same way that I loved, like, Tupac and Jay Z and these guys. Like, Eminem was the guy that she just, like, he's just the, like, the sickest guy to her. Mm. So I was into Eminem and stuff at that time, at the time. Yeah, we were all fans of Eminem at one point. Yeah, no, definitely. There was a t- there was, there was a t- it made sense. I'm not saying that time. anyway. I'm just saying at a point, like 99, 2000, 2001, we were all M fans. Yeah. yeah. Come on, man. I used to hate that. I'm looking at you, people. Why are you looking I, at me, people? Because you're laughing. That's I why. I that Slim Shady video, though, with the spit in the burger and that stuff. Was like yeah, that was nasty. Oh, my God. That was That's never not going to be wild. Yeah, like, I, you know, that type of stuff. But it was good times. No, we were definitely M fans. I'm not going to lie, people. But why I don't like the way you're saying it at me, like I'm the I'm the hater. You are. You are. <laughs> I'm not. I'm just the truth teller. That's the Eminem. Okay. When it comes to Slim Shady, I'm the truth teller. That's Slim all. But Shady. lyrically, come on, we you don't deserve to call him Slim Shady, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, Ebony, how did all that discovery and all that you know studying of lyrics and studying of music lead to you then doing your podcast? Um, I mean, music's like one of my like loves. So it's like one of my passions. So I'd be into it talking with my friends regardless. I used to make CDs for my friends in school and stuff like that. And of course, just through having discussions with people, mainly guys, because like my friends, like my female friends who like enjoyed music, it was more on the, of course, B2K. It's the R&B flex, not necessarily like rap, like in that way. So um, 
yeah, just the love of having conversations. And I was like, you know, I was into it. Like, you know, you go through all these weird, like, it's so funny to me now, like, being older and thinking about how I was so into, like, a Ross cast or whatever when I was, like, younger Mm. and, like, going through these, like, really, like, super, like, niche mortal technique phase yeah, oh, this be, is yeah. like amazing like your little like i remember my friend introduced me to little brother i never like heard of them before whatever and he like told me about them and i checked them out i was like oh, that's amazing yeah I remember, yeah ps swears by them yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah so like all those types of things um and just wanting to like talk especially because i'm like of course because i'm a woman too so there wasn't many women who talk about rap who i always felt necessarily like were into it proper like and knew or no, not like they wasn't knowledgeable but it stops at a certain point mm. um and i just felt like yeah i can hang with the guys with us <laughs> you know mm-hmm. <laughs> and i could talk and i and i appreciate it and i think it's, it was necessary so like so i do a podcast and we talk about music and we talk about everything and because i'm not restricted to just one listening to like just the super rapidly rap rap yeah. it's fun you know i've got a broad scope of it 100%. I definitely feel like there was maybe a time where there weren't as many like women that were very vocal about just how much they studied hip hop, especially yeah. like in this country as well. Definitely. Um, like my like my cousin was probably the only person that I knew that was really like she loved Eminem so much that she wanted to rap and stuff. I was never interested in like rapping or any of that. Like it wasn't like I was just, like into sports. That was like the music thing as far as. Because, you know, like, you find now that so many people in positions within the music industry wanted to be rappers and stuff mm. like that. But that wasn't really, that wasn't, like, my thing. That wasn't for me. I just enjoyed the music. I was, like, I watched all the, until inter- this day, interviews are my thing. I watched so many interviews of artists all the time, Same. documentaries, all, all of that type of stuff. I'm just really, that I'm just so interested in just, yeah, artistry, people what makes the music, how they get their production, engineering, sequencing, all the other stuff that goes around it, and narrative and stuff. I really look at artists and look at the whole thing, not just like the music, like, okay, who's that supposed to be as a person? Where do they come from? All the rest of it. So it just makes sense that I just talk about it. Mm. <laughs> Outside of the podcast, are you like active like in the music world? Yeah, so I used to do like, so I used to write. So I started out writing, after going to like a wireless festival, my friend gave me like, idea to start writing so i started writing like a blog and then i wrote for like some blogs like grime daily and stuff and then i worked at a blog as an editor-in-chief that's no longer in play anymore called part of my blog then they rebranded i did a lot of work there and it was a great time like just you know writing putting articles out managing the team doing events all that type of stuff and then yeah working with artists and stuff like new artists and giving advice and just you know just yeah figuring it out you mm. know learning that oh okay like when i first wrote at like grime daily it i never knew you could interview somebody then they had an opportunity to interview like big sean's dj and they were like oh do you want to be like how do you get in how the hell how do you interview what do i do i was like mm-hmm. i have to go buy a tape recorder and then i remember the guy was like oh do you have you have a phone right he goes yeah he's like you can just record it on your phone i was like Okay, I'm looking at the August catalogue thinking, <laughs> oh, do I need to buy like a recorder? Like, oh, how, yeah. do I, how does this go and stuff like that? And then it's just been a journey of like discovering all the things that you can do. So like the natural progression has been like where I am now when I'm doing a podcast. So it's like, it started with just wanting to comment, like to like do reviews like on albums. And then it was like, oh, I can interview artists. I can sit down and like talk to them and pick their brain about certain things. Oh, this is sick. I want to do this too. And then just generally, okay, 
how do we like start to curate content then now i'm like obviously doing podcasts and stuff like that so just a, to me a natural progression do you still write um not currently the last year has been like mad of course mm. <laughs> so not last year but the year before i was still doing interviews and stuff like nux um be young etc etc those type of but in the last year i haven't actively written but i'm definitely going to get back into it at some point i just need to figure out like i just need to get past this <laughs> honestly yeah, for real. um but yeah at some point definitely we'll get back into it was there any interview that you did where like either you were starstruck or like brandy brandy yeah oh you interviewed okay. brandy that was because i watched brandy like Brandy's one of my favorite artists ever. Watch my Weisha. I wanted the braids like Brandy. Like that was like <laughs> everything to me. I couldn't even believe it. I I was working at the time and they were like, oh yeah, we've got like a there's like a press thing for like Brandy like the next day. And I was working on that Saturday and I was like, I was locked in. I was like, damn, I'm working tomorrow. I can't call in sick because you know that with especially like in retail they catch you with this whole you can't call in sick it's not true <laughs> <laughs> like or at least i was like sucked in feeling like oh i can't i can't do that because i'm working tomorrow and i remember i got the call and i said yeah no like i'm working tomorrow and then i came off the call and i was speaking to my friend i was like yeah i could interview brandy tomorrow but i've got work and they were like what i was like <laughs> yeah no she was like, work are you kid? Do you want to work or do you want to interview Brandy? And which what what do you want to do? Do you want to <laughs> be at work or do you want to actually pursue uh like your career and do like an interview Brandy and uh, you want to interview Brandy? So big mistake. Sorry about that. I can do that tomorrow. And um, I met Brandy and that she was really sweet. It was really good. Um, Whatever Brandy was this? This was two eleven. Okay. Fine. So she came here. I think she was doing like a musicalized show. Um, yeah, she was. She was doing like a headline for Musicalize, and it was the two eleven. So it was just, and it was after that she had that incident where she had performed at the in South Africa in front of like a stadium that was completely like empty and stuff mm. like that. But yeah, it was good, and she was like, you know, they say don't meet like your idols mm-hmm. or meet people that you like really yeah, admire yeah. and stuff. But that went really well, and that was like the first time my mom actually understood. Like she didn't really know what I was doing, <laughs> and I should go. We, we, I'm like, oh, I'm going to interview Brandy today. She goes, what? I was like, yeah, <laughs> and that was the first time she was really like, oh shit. And I came back, I had the pictures, and she goes, oh, okay, like, and she kind of still not necessarily knowing, but thinking, oh, how did you? you're with someone that was on TV and music videos and all these types of things, you know? So, um, yeah, that was probably the only one that I really felt like, ooh, everyone else, normal. Yeah, but that ever happened to you? Well, starstruck. Yeah. Not really, you know? Yeah. Not, never really starstruck. Um, Not even with Dizzy? I suppose. I mean, I did stutter sometimes, mm. if that's what starstruck means, but other than like other than that it's actually alright I think the fact that he was so direct helped me okay so because he was so direct it kind of like allowed me to like engineer my questions and shit and just keep focused and shit but it was like, yo got it was cool like that's when I realised like, oh okay like you're actually of a level like you know Jay you know yeah. Wayne you know all these people so yeah, you know. that's mad too. When you interview someone, and you're like, "Oh, you're part of the history." You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, that's what made me. You're brother, like, "Oh, you're part of the history." Mm-hmm. Like, oh, this is your six degrees of separation, right? What was your worst interview? Ooh, worst interview. Mm, I'm not sure actually. 
Maybe I'm trying to think. I don't know. Big H was really bad. Like, do you remember him? Yeah, <laughs> yeah we remember. Yeah, <laughs> but um, I think I think someone mentioned him on the last. I did. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I interviewed Big H one time, and that wasn't that wasn't great. Um, yeah, that wasn't great. But was he just reluctant to answer you, questions? Yeah, or? you know, like sometimes they just don't want to answer things, and that's cool like i get it like some artists just don't want to they don't want to have to do the interview press thing and stuff like that i get it but um then just tell your management not to do a press it's literally simple as that just don't do a press day if you really don't have anything if you don't want to say anything that's fine other than just it being and it was like also one of those things where i was just in emotion like i was doing a lot of interviews and doing a lot of um and just going to like press days and stuff like that it wasn't everybody that i necessarily I just wanted the experience of yeah, learning of how to speak to people and stuff like that. But yeah, that one wasn't too great um, that I remember off head. And I don't really like telephone interviews that much either because they're always a bit awkward. Yeah, yeah <laughs> like I hate when they're like, oh, it's going to be a telephone interview. I'm like, oh, I don't know. But one interview I will say, even though it's not what you asked me, that I till I can't, like, I've, I wish I could have interviewed Nipsey Hussle. I had opp- two opportunities to do it. One, it was a Skype thing, which it never happened because, um, I don't know, they just couldn't get him on the thing. And then when he was in London doing a show, there was a press a press day like organized, but then it got kind of it got cancelled. What was year was this roughly? This was early, maybe it was like two thousand and fourteen. Okay. Maybe he was here to do a show. So and cause probably Nipsey was Hustle, around the marathon. And, and Nipsey, yeah. yeah, Nipsey Hustle. No, this was yeah, this was pre Crenshaw. Oh, pre Crenshaw. Pretty sure he was here early. So you, know, like, a lot no of these lot, you know, like a lot of these well, lot were here like early, like. Well, Kendrick, ain't got no name. Kendrick that was, that and Vince Staples on all these lot were doing shows here. Like it? it was like three volumes though. Yeah, the, the third one come out was like twenty twelve. Kendrick had his first show here twenty twelve. Yeah, like a lot of these lot yeah. were here like quite early, just doing one off shows. I remember seeing Vince Staples in Cargo ages ago, and Koji opened what? for him. And you know, I don't know, like yeah, J Cole opened for Tiny Temple once. It's all yeah. I think it was Soho anyway, I'm not sure where it was, but he opened for Tiny Temple back in the day. I remember Drake yeah. was here in like 2000 and my first wireless festival was the Jay-Z one and like I think the one just before that Drake might have been at it or whatever the case was like, but anyway, yeah, that was the interview that I'm like, damn, because Nipsey's one of my favourites, so yeah. that was a sad thing for me, but yeah. My worst interview was Rich the Kid. That sounds, I could get that. <laughs> you know, that I could absolutely, you know there's some artists that you can just tell that. Is what happened though? He was, he was a, uh, going for a drive-thru. Um, or he was on his way. When, I, when we started the interview, he was on his way to a drive-thru. And it was kind of all right. He was given one, two, three word answers. Mm. And then we got to the drive-thru and he completely just like went off the phone to the point where his manager was like, yo, you're doing an interview. You need to get back on the line. And he just sounded like he wasn't bothered. So wow. that was easy the worst. Kojo Funds was right is right next to him as well. Kojo Funds oh, okay. was, was shit. He was high as well. So it was like... It was really? Great. Oh, no. It was great. I went to a Kojo Funds show. Like, he did it at Brixton, Electric Brixton. And I didn't know what his show was going to be like. And I was really surprised at, like, how good it was and how responsive the crowd was. Like, they were singing every song. Like, he'd do a little acapella before going into the actual tune. And everybody was just so into it. And he had a decent production, like, behind him in terms of, like, the screams and stuff like that. And I was like, it was really good. He's definitely got bops. Um, I don't really know what he's up to now. But he definitely had bops at the time. But yeah. I think this was around, like, 2017 I okay. interviewed him. And, yeah. yeah, I mean, maybe he just wasn't on it that day. But, hey, we move. Yeah, sometimes we just don't have anything to say, too. I find that, too. You'll be trying to dig for, like, a... So what did you what what's the concept <laughs> behind that? And they're like, 
yeah, like, and just some people don't have personality, you know. Yeah, like they're just like they don't really. Ha- you think it's deep, but they yeah. actually it wasn't deep. They might be artists, but that don't mean they're like. Yeah. You know that's what I'm saying? Good you know, like sometimes skills. that's yeah. why I'm like, when I hear like when people are like, oh, you can't review an album like after one listen. But then I hear, when, when I see artists talking about, oh, I made that song in 15 minutes. So because you made the song in 15, so if I can't review an album after like one or two listens, they made it in 15 minutes. It wasn't that deep for them either. <laughs> Even if I thought the song was incredible, I just never get it. Like people, like, you know, whatever you can sit with some albums, you don't need to sit with for that long. You can just tell that that they're just yeah. not like that. But anyway, that's off topic. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, I, I feel the same way. Like I'm having to do a lot of reviews, and more time I'm listening enough, I'm only doing one listen. Yeah. Um, and if I really like it, I'll do another. I'll, I'll do a couple more. Yeah. Sometimes, depending on the artist, that's all you need. All you need is one listen. And I was saying on the last episode, it just really just depends on how much you take in on the yeah. first listen as well. And you at this point, I trust my ear it's a seasoned ear I can I can hear it I can mm. hear if it's good or not for me anyway like I'm not like a new listener or anything like that I think I tried to like take my time with taking in albums just because we live in such a microwavable era now where yeah. like you know everything's so instant and quick so I kind of want to like take my time and sit with an album for a well, few listens before you don't do that for every artist though I think yeah it depends on who it is of course yeah. yeah so that's the only thing it's just like sometimes I hear those like future will put something out and then I'll see a headline that says future said I made that tune in 10 minutes and it's all whoever and it's like why are you not getting upset with people because they're giving their review after like one listen mm. it didn't take them that long they're telling oh we made that song we did five of those songs in an hour like you know they didn't care either <laughs> <laughs> it's all noise man yeah tell us a bit more about the TBH podcast yeah it's a hip hop or music and culture podcast we talk about rap, R&B, we talk about things that are just going on, like TV shows, um, you know, recently we were talking about WandaVision and all these types of things like that, and I s- do it with my co-host Daniel. We started at the end of 2019, so really it's like one year because it was literally like December where we did a pilot. Um, so yeah, we've been doing it for just over a year and it's been going well, like it's it's good, it's like, it's just the two of us and obviously it's, you know, male, female, and He's like more of an R&B guy. I'm more of like a rap chick, but we still listen to a lot of the same stuff, and yeah. it's just like a really good. At least for me, I think it it's a fresh kind of take on the for podcasts, which are normally just male, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or female, <laughs> um, and especially in music because we have all the lifestyle ones where people are talking about yeah. relationships and all these types of things. But for music, I don't see many that are just like mixed genders and the two people know and they're talking about it from a knowledgeable standpoint as well and appreciation so yeah fair enough I remember the uh, shout out to Breaking Atoms I remember the massive link up that we had on the yeah, oh my episode God. That's the fir- Christmas time. I wrote for Hip Hop Chronicle that's the first p- place that I wrote for dope yeah that's how I met Summit and that spearheaded everything for me because before then I just was writing I had like a WordPress page that I just used to I, I told myself for one summer I was like if I can write about music just because I want to write about music, I'll try and pursue this. And at the end of the summer, I was like, yeah, I've just been writing about, I think Nostalgia Ultra was out. There's loads of different albums out and I was writing about it. And I was like, so now how do I, how do you write about music mm. properly? Yeah. And the Hip Hop Chronicle was the first blog that I came across that seemed to be like, you, not, I don't want to say it was UK based, but like I just kind of recognized that this seems like it's from here. And I just sent an email saying, oh, I want to write and yeah. That was the first place and he gave me a lot of advice and even though it ended quite quickly i was then able to like you know with some of these things in the creative industry it's hard to think about how do you get into this how do you start writing how do you 
interview or if mm. you want to work in PR and all these things, they're not like li- they're not like traditional um, career paths that everyone knows how to. You got kind of figure out your own mistake. Exactly. Yeah, like, yeah. how do you become a music writer? I didn't go to uni to. I didn't yeah, do yeah, anything yeah. music related. So oh, so you figured had to figure this out literally all by yeah, itself. Yeah, like I had did a creative writing course, but you know I didn't go to be a journalist. <laughs> mm, okay. I just enjoyed music, so I had to figure out like, oh, how'd you get into this? Like, just like if someone wanted to be a radio DJ and they never had, how do you get like make a demo and all these types of things? And yeah, it is just a lot of knocking on the door because I'm the same as you. I didn't, yeah. I, I did history at uni. Um, I did sports writing after I left okay. for like a year or so, and then I moved to music. Um, and it was literally just like banging on the doors, like, yeah. yo, can I write for you here? Can I write for you here? Yeah, you're Having sending emails or like trying to figure out like, oh, how can I, you know, get there? And then you don't even know. Cause I feel like at that time as well, there wasn't really like a necessarily like a standard for like what the writing was supposed to be. Everyone just wanted a conversational blog style. What do you think? Tell us your most ruthless opinion and all these types of things. So yeah, it was a journey. And like I said, because I didn't know, that's why I never knew you could just do interview and I thought maybe you had to do something special to be to present or sit down in front of an artist, but that wasn't the case. Mm. So yeah, opened me up to a lot of stuff. It's getting a lot easier these days as well. Yeah, I think so. It seems so. It's good though. Oh, and back sure. then everything was free. No one was paying you for nothing. <laughs> and you're doing a, you're doing a lot <laughs> no of work one, as no well. No one was for no paying money. you for anything. Um, Especially in the beginning. Yeah, it was all experience and passion. And to be honest, I didn't even know anything about money when I started like in that space to be real with you. It wasn't really something I thought about. But yeah, shout out to Daniel, man. I still remember us all being on that uh, massive link up with like Create It Away and yeah, Beach Rhymes and Oh, I missed that one. Him saying that uh, J. Cole had hits, plural. I remember him saying yeah. that. Oh, is that the one when Yemi, uh, Peter kind of Poked him. When he, yeah, when he went, yeah, he kind of poked it. Yeah. He kind of lied. He said he was a fan of J. Cole. Me and antagonized. That's, that's, that's what led to him saying he had hits. And I remember Ebony being like, yo, where's hits? Um, it's but, true, though. And what hits got pulled out? None. Yeah. None were named. I think he said Forest Hill Drives as an album was a hit. Nah. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, did it hit? But he loves J. Cole though, that's why. Like, he, like, like J. Cole's like his no, guy. I'm a and I'm a J. Cole's like, I, I, you know, I enjoy J. Cole, but also as I've grown with him, certain things I notice in the music that I don't love. And then I, I just feel like he hasn't got to where, he, whatever he's trying to do, See, but that's, like, he that, hasn't done it yet. That's what you call growth. That's what Peter don't like. Yeah. Because Peter still wants me to be the same J. Cole fan I was a decade ago. I'm not, because I'm not the same mm. person. This is my Talk point. I'm not the same Basically, person. let me tell you why. So J- Peter went on a whole soliloquy about how <laughs> I don't keep the same energy with J. Cole. Yeah. That's his thing. I've seen J. Cole live numerous times. I'm a, mm. I'm a J. Cole groupie. I've seen him every time he's coming. Yeah, same. So, however, this is great. I can grow up. I Bear in mind, I'm 28. So I was 18, yeah. 17 when I first locked in with Cole. If the the way he progresses his music is the way my attitude is going to progress with him. Mm-hmm. According to Peter, <laughs> no matter what music this brother <laughs> brings us, Muhammad mm-hmm. is still meant to wear his number one jersey. Like I'm not a grown man That's at Peace Bills. What, what did you say? All I said was, all I was trying to point out was that your energy towards Cole has changed. And That's why is, all I said. And I told you because the music has changed. And you didn't accept the you answer. You said a little bit more than that, Pete, what but I thought you. Did you see what I'm saying? <laughs> no, I've had enough of this guy, bro. You see the way you, 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 were, talking, you, were, talking about the, you, you were talking about the old mo. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. All that shit. No, but you were just like, you have to keep that same energy regardless, right? They say they want the old mo. Well, I would not do this. The but anyway, no, is, I finished the, the rest. The thing is, is you grow, sometimes you grow out of the artist that... I remember when I grew out of Alicia Keys and I was really disappointed because she 
I think she had just been, she just got married. She cut out the element of freedom, and it was a bunch of adult content that I couldn't relate to. This all-encompassing love. I'm, I'm, I'm young. I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm not. I don't care. What are you talking about? Like literally, element of freedom. I re- and that was the first time I really recognized that. Oh yeah, no, you're gone. I can't. Yeah. This is not. I care nothing for all. I don't care anything for this. Anything that you're speaking about. This is not for me. Um, and I just really haven't listened to Alicia Keys a- again. And that's fine. Really. It's all right to grow out of an artist, but I don't feel like Mo's growing out of J Cole. You're on drugs. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't feel like Mo's Yemi, growing out of Yemi, J Cole. You know Yemi, has he ever proclaimed to grow out of J Cole? Yemi, do you hear me talk about? I mean, no, but I'm, exactly. I'm, I'm, so, but, but so I would expect him to. Okay, cool. No, but, but he's he, saying I'm. So then, why would I not feel like he's going to keep the same energy if I still feel like yo, you're a big fan of Cole? I am a big there's fan of Cole, but, but I can't. I don't have a leg to stand on right now. He gave me two average to trash albums. Yeah, but so that has never, that's him. no different than the other times though. You were still How sticking up no, for him. No, because I like Paul Cena. <laughs> no, but, but, you can, no. but you can there is a difference. Though. And then they no. drop some bad stuff and you know, um, you're not so into them anymore. Yeah, because th- when did I used to speak and about Cole? Because Cole gave me FHD and Born Cena and I mm. fucked with them two back to back. Then he gave it for your eyes only. Does no one like the sideline story? Sorry. No, no one likes the sideline story. Like sideline no, story. No, That's no, so no, funny, man. No, no. I just think it's too, too, no, too. Give me I get why, give me, I get why yeah, people don't like it. Give me sideline like, story and God's gift. Keep him, and can't get enough. Give me that. I like that breakdown tune that he has on there because that was like a narrative that everyone was going crazy over yeah. lost ones and it's like, eh. That was good, yes, whatever, but yeah. No, but nah. that's my point though. So the first one, I, who that I didn't mind it. I hated who that, I hated who that. Give me who that. I hated who that. I'd rather take Nobody's Perfect than who that. Nah. Yeah, Nobody's like, Perfect is really good a as, a, as a tune. That's that a good a tune. But like, yeah, so if it's the last two sloppy, why am I going to still be the same? Like, doesn't make sense. Because my argument is that like, this guy has not been making amazing albums from the jump. I've never said he's, I've never once told you he's made amazing albums. Yeah, but you've still been caping for him though. The point I'm trying to make is you've still been caping for him. So. If you're yeah, but when someone brings so you kryptonite tonight and he don't have a superpower yeah, no more, to me, what am I defending for? But to me, if he's been making whack music from the jump, that's what you've been. That's let me finish, though. bro. You can't listen and talk at the same time. I can sometimes, but in this case, you can't. <laughs> but if I feel like he's been making whack music from the jump and yeah. you've been caping from the whole time, yeah, of course I'm gonna be like, yo, your energy is different if you're not still caping for him when he's made whack music all along. Yeah, but me. that's opinions though, because I don't think FHD was whack. Yeah, but I don't know when your attitude towards him has changed. For your eyes only. Yeah, but Pete, <laughs> you, can also, you can also cape for someone and then if they're not meeting your expectations, not cape for them. That's fine. But in this case, in Mohammed's case- No, he's case, just not having it. It's I didn't know if that was the case. He hasn't cha- he, it's just you personal. Didn't, you didn't see the change. So you needed him to say, he's changed his mind on J. Cole. Yeah, of course. I'd love to have that conversation. It's personal. I understand what it is. If I told you, man, all of a sudden, yo, I don't like Black Thought anymore. See, you, I, I, it would I, be a, it would I, be a you conversation. You would say that, though. You would huh? say that. You would, but you would actually announce that. Yeah, but and this is the problem. That would be a whole thing. That would be an episode's worth. But this basically. is your, this is the problem, though. I've never. We're getting out of hand here. Okay? <laughs> I just realized. It's digressing. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've never once put calling my top five. That's out of the rip. We, you can go back to the first episode that I've ever talked about. So when I stood by Cole, it was just me saying, "Yo, this new generation." He's second to me after Kendrick. What gen- what energy? Just because I've seen a man live, what energy do you want me to keep? Do you get what I mean? Like what? This guy's loving. I think it's more so he wants to know. But he, I think it's more so he wants to know if your mind has changed about J Cole, that it has changed and why. Nah, he's still second to me after Kendrick. But from where he's standing, it seemed as if you were caping for him this whole time because more often than not, let's say we have a conversation about rap five days out of the week. Yeah. At least three of those days you're talking about Cole. 
Nah, we ain't bring up coal in the podcast for. Yes, yes, I no. I'm, <laughs> I'm speaking figuratively, especially in the early days before even before we even did the boys. Yeah, because what was out? Oh yeah, FHD. this guy's acting like he don't know himself. Like he was, he wasn't aware of the fact he'd bring up coal in well, every round. And, and listen, when, <laughs> when I brought when I brought up coal, well, nine saying, times out of ten it was a troll. Let's be honest. That's you keep saying one. FHD, but did you not like the other stuff that he did before? Like no, no, no. What I'm saying like is that. no. What I'm saying was so when I met these man, FHD was the album that was out. So when there's context to it, when I met Yemi and Pete, FHD was the latest album. So it's like yo. He gave me Born Sinner, he gave me FHD, and he gave me Friday Night Lights years ago. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, yo, I have every right to say, yo, I'm but fucking with Cole. But since then, if it's if you gave me two trash albums back to back, of course I'm not going to talk about you. As but much. When you're not my GOAT anyway, when you're not in my top 10. He wasn't in my top 10 anyway. I guess what, what Peter want, wanted was if, was for you to say that. <laughs> no, Peter's a, Peter's, a, Peter's a villain. That's all it is. That's no, I mean, he obviously is. He's a villain. He's a villain. He obviously he wants me to swear. He wants me to get. Uh, <laughs> it's all he wants. More. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's get on to the uh, main topic of today, and boy, it's a bit of a heavy one. Oh, but man. we're gonna be we're, we're gonna try and uh, <laughs> m- make a go of it. So, um, what we want to basically tackle today um, with Ebony as well is the idea of uh, misogyny and colorism in hip hop. Now, obviously, hip hop and misogyny kind of go hand in hand. Um, there you go. I don't want to say that, man. Why not? Because I feel like. Regardless of how hip hop has changed over the years, it wasn't always as such. That's not the way hip hop started. The original elements did not include misogyny. It became that. I think it's important for us to look at when the transition happened. It might have been when gangster rap kind of became a a real thing. But I mean, now, because of like how current form of hip hop is now, it's easy to say, yes, it's it's synonymous. Misogyny is synonymous with rap, but Mm. it wasn't always as such. Do you know what I mean? And no, I mean, listen, if we go back to the roots of hip hop. Uh, yeah, if you went back to like maybe like the 80s and wherever and you're yeah, like to, the you probably won't find them maybe referring to women as bitches or. Although you say I mean, that, but Slick short. Rick huh? in Laddie Daddy, like he's sh- yeah. too short he was, as well. He was using, I think he might have been one of the first so that was like referring to a woman as a, as a, as a bitch. So then it's early school. Yeah, too yeah. short as well. Um, but it was obviously it wasn't as prevalent as what it was in the 90s and following. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like. Misogyny and hip hop, yeah, even if they didn't start off the back of misogyny, the fact that we have been inundated with so much of that content even since then, it's kind of, I don't want to say it's eradicated the origin, but we're not really looking at the origin anymore when we're talking about it because there's so much that you could say, rah, hip hop is misogynistic, mm. then the other side saying, oh, it's not. Mm. As in, it's been, yeah, it's yeah. been going yeah. for longer than it has been. It's, it's like whitewashing history to the point where you forget. Yeah that a lot of this shit came from Africa. <laughs> yeah. In, in, in a sense. Fine, if you wanna do fine, that. Fine, <laughs> fine. Go, yeah, yeah, go yeah. on then. Peter, go you're in rare form. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was yo, crazy. Pete's in the, yo, Pete's in rare form today. <laughs> yo, Pete's coming like shiny Charizard, bro. Fam. What's <laughs> a shiny Charizard? He's coming like shiny Charizard today, bro. But you no, get what great. I'm saying. That was really. great, that was great. But yeah, you're right. You're right. I mean, if you're gonna listen to radio these days or you're gonna listen to radio in the 90s compared to listening to the same thing in the 80s or the 70s or whatever like there's no competition there's no comparison you know mm. what i'm saying because we've got to a point where that sort of stuff talking about bitches talking about hoes just being misogynistic generally in hip-hop was what was selling what was popular what was you're speaking that? about it in past tense and i don't know why because it is still, more. it is still the case yeah yeah but we're tracing back we're tracing back we're tracing back we're tracing back so i'm just saying that you're definitely going to find a lot more misogyny in hip-hop than you're not Mm. essentially mm. yeah no definitely i mean 
misogyny is good to me it does go hand in hand with hip hop and I get what you're saying about earlier yeah. you might not find as many traces um, but women in general like within this culture have never been like you think about people like Lil' Kim even uh, forget Lil' Kim MC like Queen Latifah all these earlier like female rappers right like now that i'm like older it's just like that is actually weird that they can't just be referred to as just rappers mm. and they're just women who happen to rap mm. as well but there's that distinction and then of course we know like this whole discussion over like the, the like using females to kind of dehumanize and stuff like mm. that but um yeah misogyny and hip-hop is real like and it's definitely gone on way longer than it hasn't so the argument is it doesn't it won't help it basically because mm. all the popular rap songs all the things that are promoted in the mainstream don't speak favorably of women. It's systemic. Mm. It's systemic and it has yeah. been for a long, long time. Like in the early days when black people kind of owned rap a little bit more, it might not have been as prevalent. Mm. Whereas when we start lose, when, when the rap becomes more of a commodity mm -hmm. and we kind of lose more control in that respect and the infrastructures around it become a little bit more like, oh yeah, record labels this, radio stations that, mm. TV shows, TV channels is that, they're only gonna broadcast and they're only gonna like showcase what's bad about like black culture generally as far as like objectifying women. I mean, even though that's a societal that's thing, but yeah. we're talking about hip hop in this respect, but also just like dictating what the content is. So are you saying that where corporations have a huge hand in? 100% I'm gonna argue that, man, because like, do. it comes down to us, the artists, the artists are still making the yeah, 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 of course. A lot of the artists are the ones that are creating the content. No one's telling them, yo, include the, this word or that word. They're, they're, they're choosing to, regardless of what they experience, they go hand in hand. The record label might be putting pressure on them to make a. I strongly doubt that. They go hand in hand. They go hand in hand. But I strongly doubt that, man. They I, might I, think, be, I, I think that's an easy cop out. You've got to remember, like, popular culture as well, like, where music like and hip hop, of course, like, resides at this point in time. And even before that, popular culture and movies, like, you know, the way women in general are presented to the world is through the lens of misogyny. It's misogyny. So of course that's gonna filter down into mm. the music, the music videos, the way the concepts around women can't trust them. If the, quali the, qu the qualifiers of who's a better, what makes a better woman, um, like if she's got like a college degree, if she's you know, she stays mm. at home and all these types of things. And then, of course, the disdain that then men have for fe like for female rappers, for rappers who are owning like their sexuality. And then they kind of, and then also, you know, men hate the women who are like talking boldly about their experiences. And then they'll use a Lauryn Hill, they'll use a Rhapsody mm. that they're not listening to. <laughs> To be like, oh, but Rhapsody doesn't have to take yeah. off all her clothes and she's not talking about different. But if you really listen to Rhapsody, Rhapsody is still talking about women and the experience of being a woman. And she does talk about sex, mm. maybe not in the same explicit like sense that, mm. you know, a Kim or even like now Megan Stallion or whoever may speak about but But they'll use it because she she's a comfortable ideal. I'm glad you mentioned Rhapsody as well, because I want to read out something that I interviewed Rhapsody like a couple of years ago and oh. she said something She said something that really resonated with me in relation to this topic. Mm. She basically said, women weren't looked at as being talented or able to compete with the men. Yeah. We were always reduced to fighting each other. To some people, we had to prove we could rap and to others, we had to look the part. Mm -hmm. So that more or less describes the journey of women in hip hop for the last three decades, mm. four yeah. decades, mm. you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. And even, if, even with someone like her Rhapsody, 
someone who is like really, really lyrical and swears by her lyrics. She's not like in any way like palatable in that respect of like showing her body or anything. She's still being put in a position where she's having to compete with other women and but it can't be like a, a so communal thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. But the thing is, is that you say that she's palatable, but she is for people who just love the like hip hop as it is. But there's one thing that I feel as a woman, I would say generally some men, because we can't do all men. Hashtag all men. Some men, just just say that you just don't care about women's experiences. You don't care about what they have to mm. say in their music. It has nothing to do with whether or not they got clothes on or they don't have clothes. You just don't care. Like, And that goes for a lot of society. Like, Generally, men are not socialized to care about anything to do with the female experience. So, so it doesn't, doesn't like women. So it doesn't surprise. Yeah, I know. And sometimes I ask the question as to whether hip hop likes women. It does because a lot of the it language, doesn't. a lot it of the language it is it so doesn't. like. It's, it at doesn't. times, it's just so like hateful and so violent, man. Even it like you know, and I love Common. Common's got like some lyrics, and we mm. champion him as you know the voice of you know the the woke or whatever, or conscious, yeah. whatever you want to yeah, call yeah, him. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. even like rappers from his like ilk, he's got language that you know. Perpetrates the you know Philippe misogyny Philippe, as well. Talib, is there all of them? Yeah, I mean, they you all, can't find they, they, one that don't. It's very all, hard. They, anyway. they all do, and that's to do with like a wider issue, obviously, to do with society. But if we're just talking about hip hop, like, of course, come on, it's how they've it's it's the things that have been fed to them, mm. how they've like I said been socialized, the relationship between men and women, women in general. Our stories are not ever at the forefront. First woman to do this first woman to do that that's a recent those are still recent headlines do you know what i mean like uh, we don't have we do have big female like like public figures or whatever the case is but like in terms of like let's say like superhero films right like captain marvel that they hated that they were like oh my god how are you doing like a big woman film i know in endgame it was really like cheesy the way they did the whole like you know, like all the, I don't know. All the, all, yeah, all the super women. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, that was, oh, that was even the side that, that Even the side Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that, that was super cheesy because <laughs> it's like, you know, Captain Marvel stronger than all of them and it's just like that. It was unnecessary. Yeah, it didn't make but sense. She it, didn't help. Make, <laughs> it, it, it didn't make any sense, right? But it's like all these, any time a woman is held up, it's a problem. It doesn't matter if she has clothes on. It doesn't matter if she doesn't. It doesn't matter if she's talking about sex. It doesn't matter if she's not talking about sex. It's a problem just from men. They just, just don't like it. In listening to music and growing up with hip hop as well, like, how's it been for you taking in the music when you hear such lyrics? So, when I was younger, it's you. I feel like I was just taking in the music, listening to it as it was, not really understanding too much about relationships between women and men in that way. When I'm getting older, that's when I'm really noticing that. Oh wait, like, you know these narratives about what makes a good woman and what doesn't make yeah. a good woman, these are false. Like, you know, Jay-Z has a song, like, was it Bitches and Sisters? Yeah, Blueprint 2. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking yeah. Like, honestly, like, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> he gets a lot of stick, though, generally. He does. Like, yeah. I know they, you yeah, know, yeah. Um, I know he does, and a lot of rappers do. I mean, like, even with someone like Nas, right? Like, you know, one, he'll, they all get criticised yeah. because they all do it and flip-flop about you can't trust them. They do this. They they're gonna they're gonna betray you. Mm. They're sleeping with all these guys. They're doing this. It's just and what's interesting about that is that like you have all these rappers that have all this language towards women, but then they surround themselves by nothing but women. It's like how they are viewed as well is dependent on ha yeah. their relationship with women as well. And I find that quite interesting. 
that like they can you know kind of throw all this language and you know towards women and that but still they still they still they still kind of need women to kind of they use that as a statement. Do you know what I mean? I think that doesn't have anything to do black with them. Black women are always going to uplift black men, regardless of that. No, yeah. not at all. It doesn't have anything to do with them liking. I just yeah, find yeah, it yeah, like, yeah, a no. bit mad that like, yeah. do you so know what I mean? It doesn't have anything to do with them liking them or anything like that. It's just more of a, sometimes just a status. Like. It's just image yeah. as well. Yeah, image, just the like more girls you go around you, the more kids will look at you and think, oh my God. Was it money cash shows? That's kind of the mantra, right? Yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah, the hip hop definitely has a problem with women. Like that. It's clear to see. Even when women come up, must have a writer, has to be a guy behind them. Mm. There's no way they're doing that, like by themselves or really like that. They're highly scrutinized pretty much for everything that they put out. The only reason I think that I was going to just say that as well. I think the only reason I think that is is because um, the women that do rap that we have seen that have become prominent Mm. figures in the game have had male writers behind them. So they automatically think that any woman that comes out that has to be a man and but there's also been like quite a fair amount of you know women that do rap that's that very, haven't yeah, had males that's, behind them that's, as well. very, yeah. that's very revisionist no one, I don't know anyone that wrote for Missy Elliott that's very revisionist yeah, or, or Eve Miss MC Light Queen Latifah Steve Roxanne Steve Chante oh did he yeah, 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 did like, he write bars or hooks though yeah like the, mm, hooks are different who wrote for Eve Stevie, Stevie J. J like oh, I think Eve J. has I think Eve has had writers and what's the problem because there's Male Males rappers did, yeah. that have had yeah. writers too. You just don't know. You just don't know about it. You know? But I think that's a difference. That's just because we don't know yeah. it. Do you know we what I mean? Know about it. And, then and it's if just you're a strike on women. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. If you want a reason, if you want a reason, you're gonna go for that. It's used as yeah. another thing it's to like attack yeah. women. Yeah, like yeah, you know, ah, yeah. oh, okay, I did. They, they've got a writer. Mm. They're not that good. They're not doing it themselves. All these. You know, when you have someone like Rick Ross sitting in an interview saying, "Man, if she's on my label, I'm gonna have to like, I'm gonna want to sleep with her." That's outrageous, and everyone on the everyone on the thing is laughing, like it's normal. That's crazy to me. Was that a clip? Yeah, I mean, even yeah, 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 he did yeah, a yeah, uh, yeah. interview at the Breakfast Club, and they were asking oh, him why okay, there wasn't yeah, any yeah. like there wasn't like a first lady of, MMG. of um, MMG, and he said, "Oh, you know, women are expensive. So their upkeep, hair, makeup, all these types of things. But also, you know, I'm not gonna lie, like, but I want to try. Yeah, yeah. and that's a big problem. And that got airbrushed. No one even spoke about that. Mm. They were laughing. It's, it's yeah, no, no, because so you know why? If, until you brought it up, I, you know when you just don't think about yeah, something? Yeah, things are just so it just, normalized. Yeah, it's just literally... And like, it, that's a joke. Especially for someone like Rick, Rick Ross as well, who's had a... Remember that bar when you had... You ain't even know. Oh, so you've you already... That? Yeah, so it's like you've got... Pre- which shows you the standard of women, I guess, the way we respect them, because you've already got a problematic bar mm. with you ain't even know it. Mm. And then now you're in an interview saying, yeah, I might just try, I'm going to hit, I'm going to have to hit. Mm. So it's like, and then even that most other, that other clip that came out where they had that the two TV women free- show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The two women freestyling. You mm. see the difference between the two women, yeah. right? And I just, the, the, the dark skinned lady who sung the talent, they didn't even let her finish this tune. They're saying, yeah, I don't think that's right for you. That's not the best song for your voice and all these other things. And it's just stuff that's like, she had a great voice. Mm. Maybe it's fair for you to say that you didn't think that the song that she sang was like the best song, but you could just tell that they wasn't interested the same way, you know, they were praising up. But do you think they've been conditioned by the industry to do that? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Where else would you, like, I mean, from your life? Yeah, I guess where I I was getting with that was, do you think it was a conditioning from the industry or is it more so just a prevalent thought that certain women can do things better than other women? Well, if you have a certain look, so if your hair is super, her hair was like really kinky, She's dark skin and she's singing in a tone and maybe like a key that might speak to a particular type of artist and that might not be what they're looking for. So if you're looking at her and thinking of like a 
just her look and you think India or Irene. It doesn't even matter what she then says afterwards. You're just gonna be like, oh yeah, that wasn't it. That's that all you see, yeah. Yeah, that's all you. That's all you're gonna see. So yeah, definitely a condition of the industry. I was watching the Bad Twenty Five documentary from, um, and L.A. Reid was on there, and they said Michael Jackson wanted like a black girl in the the way you make me feel, um, video, and L.A. Reid was like, are you crazy? Absolutely not. Like, but and it was like L.A. Reid's. I won't get into, it, but he's just like a problem in himself. Yeah, we don't, we don't, we don't <laughs> like that. Yeah, he's a problem, but in that documentary, he was like really laughing, like Michael wanted a black girl in the video, but we were like, absolutely not. Like, no way. Like, are you crazy? They can't put a black girl in that video. I was like, what? I did, I that's did. Michael Jackson so for hip hop, but I'm just saying like yeah, yeah. that attitude, because he was at one point the president of like Epic and stuff like that, putting out like rap music. Now I was gonna say, at that point, isn't it on the, like we already know how the record label feels yeah. about black women. So then is it on the artist to be like, no, this is, like Michael could have said. But why, the artist wasn't girl. And that's where it's the problem. Yeah, well. and, and he could have turned around and, and this said, is where I, I was black woman on my, yeah. on the, in the yeah. video. That's why I was kind of going with like the infrastructure t- thing. Cause mm. I feel like once the infrastructure shifts towards a certain type of content, the rapper, especially like 90s, early 2000s, maybe not so much now, but. Mm-hmm those times when rap was really becoming a commodity and becoming like a million billion dollar industry, yeah. they're going to go where the money's at and they're going to make songs about bitches and hoes and shit, even if they are. But yeah, yes, you're, you're saying that as though these rappers are, are doing it to survive, but yeah. they're choosing to do it, man. And I feel yeah, like, like I mean, we don't know the situation. Because they need to survive. No, but yeah, but, but that's part of the problem, though. And I think that's definitely it. I don't think they're being told to do it. I think a lot of these artists are just ch- choosing to yeah. do it. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah, that's, and that's the problem. Like, but where, where have we gotten to where... I feel like they're influenced, though. It's the money. Yeah, I feel like they're influenced by the industry and everything went around them showcasing a certain type of hip-hop um, that is, like, you can make money from it and mm. shit. Mm. And from that, they're choosing to make that... Hip- make that type of music because it's going to get them to a certain place. So it all kind of works in tandem. Yeah, it's just a yeah but they can still, they can they can keep a sound or they can make a sound that will, I guess, bring more people into their artistry. It doesn't necessarily have to. A lot of it, a lot of music these days ain't even lyric driven anyway. So, I mean, the, viol- the, the language isn't really an excuse, like, in a sense where yeah. like, they, they can say, they, they don't have to talk shit about women. They can, the now, sound no. is enough to pull people in, yeah. to appeal to more people. So now, yeah. I don't think labels are encouraging them to use language. So, yeah, to what, speak, now or just in general? To speak in a degrading manner. I, think I, don't, I don't think so, man. I think labels are I think, I think, I think a lot of it's got to do with, I, I think know, a lot of it's deny the fact that labels, if, they, if there's a winning formula, a label's going to want that winning formula and them to run with it. Bro, but that winning formula does not include saying bitches, hoes and sluts. That's not the but winning formula. D- but it did at one point. Whether no, it just bro, I don't back. think that's ever been the we formula. We don't know that for sure. We don't know any of these for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think yeah, it's yeah, ever yeah, been yeah, the formula. Yeah, yeah. I not think, the winning I think formula. These artists, not the winning formula, but in terms of this is kind of the blueprint of what sells. This is just what's cool. Yeah, this is the blueprint of what sells. No, but what's cool is the sound though, guys. It's not the bars. But not to the rappers though, because the rappers are always competing with each other. Who's got the best looking women? who's got the most women, how naked are these women in the videos, or like how can I speak about a woman never favorably, not ne- never really favor- favorably when they're speaking about them. Like what's the most tragic thing I could say? About it becomes a competition a almost. Like just like mm. You know, like when someone like Jay-Z is making a song literally saying, this makes you a good woman and this makes you 
a bad woman and then also have not like a bad woman but you know like yeah, yeah. just that separation and then having a song like song cry admitting to cheating and her moving on mm. and then getting at her for moving on mm. come on man <laughs> and that filters, that <laughs> like, and that filters like, through to like, other generations like, so like, they feel like they see jay-z who's yeah. successful doing this shit they can do the same shit mm. so it's always going to be ingrained i agree with you nowadays they don't have to do that shit of course not it's very much on the sound maybe back in the day though they were kind of more of an equal footing between the sound and the content. Mm. Like the content more or less made the sound and the sound embellished whatever the content was. So I feel like back then, 90s, early 2000s, it might have been a little bit more imperative for people who wanted to make money from rap to do this, to rap about the sort of shit that, you know, discriminates against women sort of thing. Whereas now you don't have that as much of an issue because you can make money anyhow. You know what I'm saying? I still disagree, man. Uh, I, st- I still disagree, man. I'm, I'm putting it, I'm putting the onus on the artists themselves. I'm not. The I'm not. I'm not. Making the so- I mean, yeah, I'm not allowing. I'm not allowing the um, the corporations. I'm not giving them that. No, I'm not. I, I'm blaming the artists. I'm blaming these rappers that are putting pen to paper, paper and choosing to use such and such yeah, words. Choosing to put that out. Like yeah, no, I agree. Out there. I'm not saying, but they also get teased or like maybe made fun of when they do. Then want to try and potentially empathize There's, with yeah. women. I Drake. Break. Right, <laughs> <laughs> you want to empathize with you want to attempt because Drake is a you know shaky, he's shaky too. But like, try to attempt to maybe empathize, be more in touch look. with your emotions. Yeah, but Drake's, yeah. A, Drake's a funny, not necessarily being just like talk about women and maybe the things that they are doing and mm. going through, and you know, like, like a song like The Ride where he's speaking about those insecurities mm. and maybe going to get the surgery and mm. all these other things, and you know, how that relationships and how they might break down um gets a lot but then but then then he'll go through her phone yeah i know exactly that's what he said again it's the messenger messenger. exactly again it's always (laughs) that thing where it's it's a it's a flip-flop thing and it's you know no one's none of them are consistent not the socially conscious ones and not the super bubble gum pop rappers like none of them for sure and it's it's probably a deeper conversation but like why I think it's more for you have to take it out of hip hop and then yeah. look it's at society. It's a yeah. Like it's it's a it's a yeah. You have to look at society and stuff. Like I was watching some movies recently, Angelina Jolie and Julia Roberts, and it's just I was looking at just how we know Angelina Jolie has been super sexualized. Just at least in my as my experience of her, she's always been sexualized. Julia Roberts not so much. And the way they present there's sex scenes in Angelina Jolie's spy movies that don't need to be there, mm. but it's just because it's who she like, who they. But Julia Roberts is. doing some some like roles, maybe it's a lawyer role, whatever. Never in that kind of way. I know she's got like Pretty Woman and all these things, but it's not the same. It, some of the Angelina Jolie stuff watching it now, I was like, this is a little bit seedy. Mm. I'm not feeling this, but I have to think about the way. Again, women are presented and certain women are propped up. All her lips. Like, this was just like, that was a big thing. Like, you know. Yeah. So, out of, just look at society, entertainment, pop culture, the things that are just at the forefront constantly. Yeah, hip-hop is a microcosm of what society is saying, yeah. basically. And there's no if, buts, or maybes about it. Like. Mm. Particularly towards black women, because I know we've spoken about misogyny generally, but yeah. I think it's important yeah. to really hone in on that. This is, yeah. main, this is directed purely at black women within music. Black yeah, hip-hop. black women are not. Um, they are just this and kind of thrown about, and just yeah, we're just not rated at all. Yeah, there's no protection there within like hip hop. Yeah, and it's mad because that black women look at the Meg The Stallion situation. We don't know any facts or anything, but just the reaction 
towards her yeah. in that situation. But, you know, Sai gets shot and everyone's super sympathetic to him. Mm. Didn't even question if it was real. There was no evidence. <laughs> we don't know. He just went on his Instagram said, yeah, I got. I was getting shot at or whatever. The case. We have- No case of bullets on that. <laughs> TMZ didn't report that shit. There was like nothing about it. Oh man, like prayers up, man. Thoughts and prayers like, oh, stay strong. All of these types of things. Mm. Meg the Stallion, there's video, there's a bunch of sh- there's a bunch of things, but that can't be true. What's that about? What is that about? No, you're right. It's also women like women projects, like albums and stuff, when they come up, they're just not they're not handled in the same way. You know, they're not reviewed in the same way. They're, it's always it's already capped at forty it's basically just capped at forty percent. <laughs> like always. It's just always capped at forty percent. People don't even want to talk about Lauren Hills and they're like, oh, she only had the one album. Like now, anyway, maybe not like. I'll definitely say that. Oh, she's got the one album. That's fine. I'll definitely say that. That's fine. But some of your favorite rappers only have one good album. I'll get on to them too. I 100% right, cool. will be so just equal you're, opportunity. You're, you're, I'll keep you're, your energy. You're, you're consistent, but like, <laughs> you equal opportunity. About, like, 100%. Not to go back onto a Cole conversation, but if Cole only has one good album every 10 year average and it's FHD, you ain't even bro, got don't chat to me about you don't want to talk about Lauren Hill being a great because she got one album. I don't want to hear it. Mm. Well, you know? That is a bit yeah. wild. Shout out to Jay-Z. Yeah, I hear that. Shout out to Jay-Z. Shout out to Jay-Z. I guess, like, obviously this is the unanswerable question, but, like, why? Why do we have such a problem with, like, hip-hop anyway? Why do we have such a problem with black women? I think... I don't know. You as black men would need to tell me. So, like, as, ci- as cis heterosexual men, why do we have such an issue with black women? Especially as they're the first to, like, be there for us, be our foundation, be our support system. Why do we perpetuate music that shits on them? Yeah, I really wish I had an answer to that. I don't have it's, an answer to yeah. it, man. I, I, I genuinely is there any ego involved? Like, probably in what, in, in what sense? Is it insecure? Like, black women always being kind of prepped up as like a strong, the strong, independent head of the household a lot of the time um, character, and when she steps out to do her own thing, that's not that you're not comfortable with. That's an issue. What do you mean you want to be in like you you have your own like you're not a side character in my main story? What do you mean you're over here mm. talking about mm, what, like mm, I said mm, you don't mm. care about our experiences? Yeah, yeah, so you don't yeah. like you know a lot of the time you know that's why I said men should some men should just say that they just don't care for like about women stories. You don't mm. care about Meg's um, stories to do with how she's like explored like whether it's her sexuality or like relationships. You don't care about that stuff. And you don't care about what Rhapsody's saying either. Mm. You don't care about Rhapsody's journey of like self, like um, self love and all these things. You don't care. Just say that. You know, if it makes you feel uncomfortable because women are talking about what happens with them, and you have to face that, and they're saying you wasn't that good to me, like you didn't treat me that well. Like um, on Jasmine Sullivan's hotels, you know, she's got those little interludes where, and even the songs are just speaking to women and just the way they like feel about themselves and the, the aspirations and the goals that they have a lot of men should just say you don't care <laughs> so you don't care yeah. you don't care yeah I mean it's, it's probably a thing where we want to control the narrative yeah and that's where all the misogynistic shit where all the imagery of like the video vixens and shit comes into it because we're controlling women's destinies in that respect when these when women want to step out of that and they want to control their own narrative whether it's you know being sexual themselves or being lyrical or whatever so basically like a Cardi B or a Rhapsody 
there's an issue with that. We must have an issue with women, black women having their own agency in this thing. Yeah. Is it fair? It's not fair. fair, of also fair of essentially like if, we, if, if a woman does, if a, if a woman in rap does get to the point where like she doesn't really need like any man to like support help or anything and she might become the star and then like more women start becoming empowered and then more just like it just starts domino effect and then we're out men yeah, are outnumbered and then they can take over the industry I don't think it's so is, I mean, there, is there an element of that I don't think it's fair there, maybe there is that and also just the, hi- the highlight like the spotlight being on you so for years and years and years you lot have spoken about or um, put out these ideas like these negative stereotypes about women now if the light is shone on you and we're talking about how broke you are how you're not a leader don't you can't lead this household <laughs> or like you know or just women's story dick. huh got a little dick <laughs> yeah you got a little dick <laughs> or you know a woman who is in multiple relationships keeping her options open and the spot if the spotlight just turns on you and now all the negative stereotypes are about you men don't have like the same i feel um i don't know you lot don't know how to empathize I can listen to I listen to male hip hop. I listen to rappers all the time, and I guess there's a part of maybe there's some compartmentalization in listening to music that's not necessarily talking that favorably about me. But men can't do that. That's why. That's why I always. That's because the male egos. That's why it's always always like, oh, it's not for me. But that's because the male ego is very fragile, and that's why we do this shit. That's That's why we. That's why. And that's why these things are happening. So like, when women now have got like Cardi, doesn't need men she has a big female audience yeah, Cardi that's why she's popping and yeah. you can't control that mm. it has nothing to do with you lot or like someone like you know even like a sweetie or a meg all the new all the new chicks having that big female audience whereby actually you can't get rid of you just because we don't like what you represent and what you're saying yeah you definitely was, start to see the new kind of whole big about thing it. about cardi's line and that up tune where she said you know like broke like and it became a broke shaming, but rappers are broke shaming you like every day. Did that really mm. become a thing? Somewhat online, maybe yeah. not like a, a real, but yeah, people. Like some people trying to get people get emotional about it. Yeah, like men are saying, "Oh, she's broke shaming." Um, bro- like men's mental health, and we understand that's important and stuff like that. But you are listening to rappers. I remember <laughs> on the <laughs> Crepton, that what we to do? I think Crepton and Conan. Oh, I'm trying to. Maybe it's in seven days. I can't remember hmm, what album it was. Maybe it was like the seven days one of the songs Conan says something like you should kill yourself like literally like you should kill yourself if you didn't like make like a certain amount of like it was just a very wild line but it's except I think it's on that oh, I can't remember I think it's way 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 but there's a there's an open there's a line that he has that I was always thought right that's harsh mm-hmm. <laughs> well that's harsh like some some people don't know how to get that that much money and stuff and just in general Men are always telling men like the popular popular yeah. rap is braggadocious mm. and it's telling you that you're broke and I'm gonna take your girl because you're broke and there's nothing you can do about it. Get your money up. You're amazing. figure it out. Amazing. <laughs> you fucking brokey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's just one element, but just mm. in general, like men are not necessarily like uplifting men. <laughs> no, they're not. At all. <laughs> they're not uplifting no, men either. You know, it's a lot of just shitting on them as well and men don't seem to have a problem with that that's okay that's idolized that's i think it's just because when you're young you don't know what you're listening to and right. by the time you resonate with it yeah it's already deep in your thought process like, yeah yeah do you remember and then, you, and then you're looking through it through that lens now and you're like oh okay yeah and it's like yeah. when you start to reflect back like obviously we do got bt and cuts mm. 
but I think in America they did for a long time, the early two yeah. thousands. Where the videos was wild, the lyrics tip were wild. Tip drill oh, was the bank card. Yeah, yeah, the I, bank card. I, I, I rewatched that video the recently in prep for this. Yeah, the tip drill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen it. Like how Nelly. necessary was tip drill? It's wild. Highly unnecessary. That's what got BT on cut. Highly unnecessary. Tip drill was the final song that. Yeah, so you move from the the lyrics to then the visuals. Yeah, right. But even just like. There's a, I don't know if you guys have seen, there's literally, there's a Jay-Z interview. There's two girls like- Ah, oh, I saw it on Twitter. All sex on each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah. Whilst he's getting interviewed. Was that, was that Uncle Luke? Was that yeah, Uncle Luke? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, just calmly just, giving top- Just, just, just things to each like other. that yeah. is like, you know, it feeds into everything else. That yeah. it's okay to do this. When Ja Rule's on an interview at the Breakfast Club and he's talking about Kareem Stephens, also known as Superhead, absolutely crazy that a woman was reduced to a name as Superhead, right? Mm. But he's in the interview and he's saying, yeah, man, she was just like a party favor. Just a party favor. Mm. A whole human being. All right. They're all so laughing. So they're not again. even a commodity. They're just like, there. They're You're like an the accessory. One. She was a party favor. And even some of these like nicknames and things, you know, Wendy mm. Williams gets a lot of flack and she's not someone who I like align with or anything like that. But again, she was a strong woman who was calling rappers out. Of course, she's a gossip tabloid, whatever. But, Again, met with just a lot of hate. Yeah, women in general. Yeah, yeah. it's bad. Yeah, man. It, it it's, really yeah, is, I man. mean, it's clearly just so ingrained, like. And where hip hop like affects cultures like to a different degree, man, it's so interlinked with like what mm. happens outside to what happens with rap. It's so like they they influence each other. So like, what's going on in rap? What we talk about in rap is gonna affect like you know a fourteen year old, fifteen year old that's consuming this music, and then yeah. they're gonna perpetuate that behavior in the real world exactly. outside of music. And then it just becomes a thing. That's, that's the cool thing. Do you know thing. what I mean? So you, it's just that's how you treat women. Just so like a never ending And then and then on, a, and then on the flip side, on the flip side, you've got that stuff happening in like the hood and that. Mm. And then rappers that are coming from the hood are talking about what's happening in the hood. And if that's in the hood, they're gonna put that on wax. Mm-hmm. And then it's just gonna be perpetuated on both it's sides. It's a vicious cycle. Yeah, you know I mean, and it's just and it's our community. And that's not to say that other genres of music. I mean. All genres of music. Everyone does it all comes from, it all comes from like yeah. black people in it. But yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know, the, 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 but <laughs> rock music. Again, rock, it all comes from black people in it. But, but, rock <laughs> mu- but rock music particularly has got like, you know, quote unquote, a white face on it at the moment. Isn't it? But even that genre of music and country as well, it's got a lot of misogyny as well. Yeah. So no, this is, it, yeah. Is, is, is it, it's just it's, a world It's thing. not a hip hop issue. Yeah, I think yeah. it's a world <laughs> issue. And then, miso- um, and then, let's not say it's just a. And you know, misogyny is also projected by women too and like music that they may make. And then they're calling. Oh, that woman is the work. Like you know, it. It's just a. But to that point, but is that just? Is it, because, um, is it because they're working within the narrative that's basically been written for well, them? Well, if you look through, if you if everything we look, if you grow up and you look through the lens, and your lens is through a male lens, you're going to make those separations. It, that's why there's the term pick me's, hmm. women who are still operating under a particular, like under that lens, hmm. thinking that yeah, I need like. I have to. I cook. I clean. I do. I don't mind if he does like all of this. Like they taught you that. That's not real. Like you know, you can subscribe to that if you want, but it's a hard road. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that might be, oh, a, hard, a, that might be a, a hard road for you. Like if you really pick that and you want to subscribe to just you know submitting your like whole will to like mm. the male gaze and what they want and what they deem as valuable. That's the thing. Men but putting th- value on women on certain. Women. Perhaps that's just a survival thing too. Or like a lot That's of women that too. feel like, you know what, I'm coming into this male-dominated genre of music and I feel like I have to be this way. It's not that they want to, but if that's maybe the only way that they can get heard. And that, leads, and that leads to my next point. The likes of Nicki, the likes of Cardi, 
Meg, sweetie. But then let's not. But there's a lot of agency as well. It's it's liberation. Do you know what I mean? But how much of it is a defense mechanism and how much of it is agency? I would, yeah. Because you're you're going into the game, having seen Little Kim, having seen Foxy Brown, Mm. seeing that this is a very viable way of getting through and making money and shit, and you are expressing yourself sexually. You're being you're liberating yourself and all that stuff. So there's that as well. But how much of that is? getting accustomed to or adapting to what is already around you. I think with Little Kim specifically, um, I think Biggie was the one that encouraged her to be more sexual and talk about sex and stuff. But before mm. that, she was just a hard MC. So I think that's a perfect example of just Someone adapting, yeah. just having to survive, doing what you have to do to get to a certain point to where you can then choose what you want to be and how you want to do it. But I don't know if that's always the case. In Megan Cardi, I don't know if there's anyone behind them saying, yo, you have to be so I think they're just choosing that. I think that they they've got that's agency. Just their thing, yeah, was, and that's fine. Cardi's first initial mixtape, she is still rapping and talking gangster, about cro- gangster. Yeah, like gangster she's bitch, got she's yeah, she, yeah, exactly. Like she's yeah. still talking about all the like the gang shit that she was on. But she's also talking about just her experience as a woman and being a stripper at some point and all these types of things. Like that's just her and that's her story and that's okay. You know, there's also this thing of like if you're that way, you can't be the other way. Like, you know, if you're going to be overtly sexual, you can't then be also socially conscious. And that's not fair Mm. because men do it all the time. Flip flopping. You decide when they decide when they want to have maybe an empathetic tune or whatever the case is. And then when they want to. Oh, man, she's trash. I.e. Drake. (laughs) (laughs) Jake is just you know he's just got women trouble like he's just got women trouble he doesn't know what he wants yeah Yeah, it's it's just male privilege and I can't put it any other way like it's male privilege we have the privilege of being able to be that way being woke or being like socially aware or being in our feelings kind of (laughs) and you know keeping women at a certain level (laughs) yeah you know what I mean so it's that privilege women don't have that privilege and we hip hop is systematically work to keep women in a certain position mm. even that whole thing there can only be one mm. you know yeah. and then they're literally just being Nicki Minaj for like 10 years yeah, Nicki and had no one else could get a look in yeah. even Azealia Banks had her 212 she put out you know her like she put out her mixtapes there was like Angel Hayes there were all these Angel rappers Hayes, like when Nicki because everyone's like oh how come it was just but it wasn't even that there were other like rappers out but they just wasn't they weren't getting like the highlight yeah Jean Grey's been around for time Nicki Scott's been around for a minute yeah she rebranded though like (laughs) but um, she rebranded and I think she's now like doing like but that really rebrand, I feel like that's because the um, industry didn't accept her for who she initially yeah, was. Though. That's I what it so felt too. like. Yeah, no, uh, and it wouldn't be surprising. Yeah. It wouldn't be surprising because if this is what you want to do and you're really trying to get in, somebody like Rhapsody is extremely lucky, right? Because Ninth Wonder is her Ninth Wonder is her mentor, yeah. and that's her. En- that's where she gets yeah. to get in, and so Ninth Wonder already coming with a particular esteem from men. But yeah. it still took some time for Rhapsody because she'd been around for sure. a while before Layla's Wisdom. Yeah, that sure. wasn't like the first. Yeah, like no, of course, because I remember when the idea of Beautiful came out. I don't think, I'm not sure if her link with Ninth Wonder was at that point because I feel like that was like the first, um, that was mm. the first time I heard of her anyway. Um, but yeah, but again, it's still not appreciated. It doesn't matter if she has tunes with Absol, Kendrick or yeah. whoever. It doesn't matter. No one cares. Mm. They just use her as in defense against the other Everyone thing else. that they don't yeah, yeah that they don't like they just br- that's why I'm like it's boring do, um, <laughs> yeah. do, do the consumers perpetuate this misogyny as well because yeah. for instance if like you know a lot of us listeners were like no nah, I'm not 
I'm not supporting that, I'm not supporting this, and mm. those are the music that has like the most misogyny. I'm sure there would be a shift. Yeah, but I think because now it's more, maybe it's like it's more casual fans mm. and people who don't that. really care that much about the music. It's all playlist-based algorithm. Mm. Mm. Like, this is just cool. No one goes, I watch a lot of interv- artist interviews. Most people do not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they don't look for context. And they don't really, they're not that interested and, you know, that keeps things going. Mm. Like, when you don't really have to think too tough about, like, the people that you're listening to. And to a casual fan, that yeah. shit is, a, is very exciting. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Especially if they're not black as well. Mm. And a lot yeah. of non-black people consume hip-hop. Yeah. Yeah. So they're going to find money, cash, holes more you know interesting than... They're essentially, like they're essentially living through it as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. like that yeah. voyeuristic thing yeah, where yeah. you're kind of looking in and, oh, you know, that's like... Yeah. yeah, like, that's how that goes and stuff. Um, you know, I think Jack Harlow, I think he had, like, a black girl or something on his cover or whatever the case I was. I saw that. There was some <laughs> talk about that. And it's just... You know. <laughs> what, what, Jack Harlow part of black girl <sighs> In what his album do? cover, I think. Yeah, oh, he had like okay. a black girl on the album cover and there was like a, just a small discussion online, I guess, about like, you know, oh, the white boy got a black girl on his cover. Mm. And, oh, <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, this like, internet annoys me, bro. I hate the internet. Bro. Bro. <laughs> I see why you're not on social media. The, the types of things that happen on like Twitter especially, not Instagram's a different place, but Twitter, oh my oh, God. Like, the narratives that get that get created and the conversations that come up. But yeah, you're right. I mean, it's... Very mad situation. But how do we feel about colorism in hip hop generally, though? I mean, it's there. It's evident. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's, it's, it's been there for negative, a minute, man. You know. In what way? It's, I don't think it's always... It hasn't always been there, though. Because I feel like... I think music videos in like the early 90s, I don't feel like were predominantly yeah. just light-skinned women. I, I don't feel like... I think maybe when they got more budgets towards the end of yeah, the like 90s, <laughs> like, and it was more big production videos... After like the Jiggy era. So yeah. we, we blame him like past shiny suit, shiny yeah. suits yeah. and that. Hey. Shiny suit. <laughs> Any excuse for him to say oh, Jiggy? Bruv, I hate shiny suit and Jiggy because of this character. <laughs> oh you know what I mean? Days, but I feel like yeah, I think you're, yeah, you like hit the nail on the head. Like bigger budgets and stuff. Hype Williams. Well, Hype Williams got involved. They just ruined the team. Yeah, because actually, when you think about like those early like videos, I'm remembering yeah. Big Pimpin, which was yeah, predominantly like, like Latino oh, women. Dave Dash was just doing stupidness. Yeah. Do we not think that's colorism is also societal as well? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent, because even like the most prominent rappers, like in the beginning, were like dark skinned women, mm. and then obviously visuals and videos took charge as well, and then you got more used to like the red bone or you know the light skinned like girl. That's common, like like verbiage, like in yeah. raps and stuff, like red yeah. bone, yellow. Bone. Charles Gambino had a whole um, song called Red Bone. Yeah, that's the one that everyone loves. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's like it's it's all it just all it's all there. Colorism. And it's all attacks on black women. Yeah. Or certain type of black women. Yeah, 100%. 100%. And even today, like, it might be a bit of a stretch, but you see, like, the Doja Cats and the Sweeties, you know, becoming more and more prominent. Whereas people who might do the same thing, like a cash doll or whatever, aren't as. Mm. Aren't uh, as prominent. That's, that's yeah. interesting. That's, that's actually a good one. Yeah. Yeah, it was just something that I thought about because obviously, like, every, there's a whole generation cash of. Cash popular, but definitely not in the same realm. Yeah. There's a whole generation of like rap, female rappers that do that sort of shit, mm. and I suppose the more fairer skinned women are getting more of the spotlight. It, from That's what I'm looking, at, yeah. from what I'm looking at anyway, mm. um, you know, obviously Sweetie, Doja Cat, if we want to call Med fairer skinned and mm, okay, no, I mean, no, I, want, no, I, want, no, I mean, compared no, to really. like a cash doll or whatever, but you know, but I yeah, I, but I wouldn't necessarily, but but yeah, she still thought like it's yeah, I wouldn't to be fair, but. 
Yeah, it's um. Yeah. Cardi as well. Yeah, I mean that was that was a conversation at one point that Cardi was being propped up because she was like light skin and yeah. that's why all the industry were behind her and mm. stuff like that as opposed to somebody else. But you know she's still here. You know people said she was gonna burn out yeah. in like a year or whatever. Never have another bow that yellow or whatever. <laughs> she's still here, man, doing her thing. Like I think she went diamond the other day. So yeah, that's mad. Yeah. She ain't made good music since that album as well, which is crazy. Invasion of privacy. It's the only one that she's got though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. And, yeah, and since then, it's not been. Oh. You're not here for the last two, three songs? No. Not at all. Then, like, what? Yeah, it was all right, and then it wasn't. I think that beat was hard. You need like up. up. I think that's what it's called. Nah. Up. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. I, I didn't really like, like up, I didn't really but like I did that. like um, the one with Meg. And I like press as well. But um, I didn't really like so press like that. Yeah. My favorite Cardi song was before she was actually rapping. I think she was talking about hip hop time, Red Bars. But she just bodied it. She was just talking yeah, gang Red shit. Bars is cold. Yeah, she just talking gang <laughs> shit. And that's what she's doing. Red Bars. Trust you to but she's Yo, but, oh, but she's talking she, crud, she's, bro. But she still talks like that. Yeah, like, that's what like, I thought. Get Up 10 yeah, yeah, yeah. is amazing. Get Up 10 is full like, crud. Oh, yeah, yeah. Again, Get Up 10, and everyone's like, oh, is the Meat Mill intro? Is Meat Mill the first guy to rap kind of slow? And let the beat drop. And then speed up. Very true. What? Come on, man. No, that was let, hard. Let, that let, was hard. Let, let her have it. That's that the hard. thing. We never let them have it. Just let. Don't say get up ten is her attempt at a meek mill. We know she likes meek, and you know they're cool. They got a cool relationship. Whatever, whatever. But it's always something, like they're always tying a woman back to like the the male rapper. Maybe that's just to do a comparison. But it's yeah, get up ten was. It's always very like, yeah. I don't different. know, important for like guys to point out that oh they're they're trying to copy and sound like duh, 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 like this they're trying to take credit away from yeah. always trying to discredit mm. women like with their music so when we see like female but MC, again sorry yeah. mm. are Foxy and Kim to blame for that no no because I think that division between Foxy and Kim was everybody else around them no but like in a sense where the pens behind them were Nas, Jay and Big so mm. typically because they had those pens behind them they're going to sound like the pen so because of that a lot mm. of people will automatically feel like uh, women are going to have male pens behind them and then they're going to be sounding like whomever so but that's also to do you know what part of me wants to just like be like also men made it that they made it you didn't have to say anything like guys go out of their way to, to safari did safari for years toyed with people on whether or not he he wrote for Nikki. he like whether he did it for years he was to, like just messing with people and that will that being a narrative that you know Nikki doesn't write her bars and all these types but of people things. believed it which showed you the misogyny of they course, believe that guy like Safari. Like, but you know, if you were, the people believe that people one thousand percent believe Safari wrote Nicki's words. Yeah, they for a long time. even till now people believe still it. believe. 000%. People still Did you believe, believe it? Yeah, people still believe really? that like Safari That's, wrote. I was in my real anti-Nicki phase back oh, okay. then. Damn. Yeah. See, Nicki. I remember when Nikki came out. People wasn't. They didn't even. They wasn't. They didn't even like her. They wasn't. Like, Nikki was on a stoop. I always thought she could bar. I always thought she was like. Yeah, a dope she was hard when she came out. Those next steps that she and then you learn that she's like steps. Very horrible person. Crazy. But they just wasn't, people just weren't into it. But yeah, I mean, again, if, you know, Biggie, Jay, Nas, whoever was writing, again, other people, other men in the industry or then themselves making it known, hey, I wrote for that person. And the maddest thing is, I don't and think. And it's only with the women. I don't think that man women. came out and said it though. I feel like reference tracks, 
Because I remember Kim's got a song called Queen Bitch. But why does it happen so I much more for women, though? Mm. Even when Cardi put out that tune, Be Careful, next thing we heard was the party oh, version. Said, yeah. Why mm. does that always happen? The Quentin Miller thing was maybe it was like with Drake was like, you know, when, uh, once that, w- that, that was like, um, ha- that happened, but that's not common. Mm. Yeah. You know, we don't hear all the reference tracks that do definitely happen. Mm. Um, we know about ghost producers and stuff, you know, um, and of course, there's people there writing bars for some of your like fav- like favorite rappers and stuff like that. Mm. We just, it's just not getting out. Mm. Yeah, Tyrese told us that. Tyrese told us on the breakfast club. Most of your, fa- yeah, he said it on the breakfast club. I feel you, but why don't you want me, man? But, he's, but he said on the Breakfast Club <laughs> like years ago, like most of your favorite rappers use ghostwriters. You just don't know it. I've been in sessions with these people. It's not intentional. There's no intent there from like. But with women, it's always that you, always just happens. It has to come. It out. just happens. Yeah, yeah, oh, the yeah. reference track is just I didn't out. Think, I didn't think. There's about no that. protection. There's no protection. They're not guarded in the same way. Yeah, because they're still seen as second class citizens. But yeah. how do you? How do we feel then when like? Let's say we see a Cardi and Nicki beef, and we see them actually trying to throw hands at each other. That's fine. At the Met Gala and shit. That's fine. Is that? But is that a fate? Is that? Is that like a massive sign of just how like? Because obviously they were like really paired against each other to like beef and shit like that. Is that like yet another sign of just how how far misogyny runs? No, not at all. I think it's just. Women can fight. No, yeah, I think it's just two women having an issue with each other. If you said something about which the rumor was that Nikki, I think Nikki had made a comment on Queen Radio or whatever about her child. It's on site when I see you. Forget everything else. That is absolutely fair, and that doesn't count against women. It's not all women are fighting, and but it does, but it does, but but it will in some circles. You lot count it against women as a woman. Some of you lot. Some of you lot <laughs> count it against them because it works for your narrative. But, you know, I'm just seeing... Said it's just two, I just yeah, saw two women having a fight. Yeah, I mean, it just depends on what you're seeing. Yeah, to us. But, yeah. for but although pe- on that, though... I mean, um, for day, not in the head. On that, though, I, I don't think there were any male figures that put Kim against Fox, though. Those two had no. issues. If anything... Um, they were supposed to do an album together. They were. They, they were cool. I think. Def, I think. Leo, if it was it, Leo, Leo Cohen, and one of them. Yeah, Leo exact, Cohen is a. He's demon, a devil, but uh, um, he's call him the devil. <laughs> it's fine. You can call him the devil. Yeah, I feel like. Um, I feel demon. like they were actually oh trying to like push them together, but something happened on a tour where Kim wasn't happy with Foxy. Mm. With no, Kim wasn't didn't want to open up for Foxy or the other way around. So it's that's like where when Jay Z didn't want to open up on that tour that he walked off of. I can't remember who he was supposed to. Op- he was supposed to go on a tour with one artist. I can't remember now, and he didn't want to open up for them either. He was like, "I'm out. Mm. Like I'm not doing that." Mm. That wasn't a big deal. Mm. They they ended up being cool, but. That's no, but I'm saying that to say that, like, yes, I agree with you that mm. males definitely want to push a certain narrative, but there are instances where there are, I don't feel like there are any male figures trying to push and that's a, but that, this narrative but, but, as well. But, yeah, but what I'm saying is that that's fine because at the end of the day, they're human. Mm. So if they have a if they have an issue, they have an issue. If they have a conflict, they yeah, have a conflict. Has, that's perfectly fine. Mm. We're not all harmonious all the mm-hmm. time with each other, you know. We don't always we don't always like each other. I mean, you had a shouting match just last week. But yeah. unfortunately, but unfortunately, but it's, for, it's okay for men to show aggression towards yeah. each other. Yeah. It's not okay for women to show aggression towards each other. It's like, oh man, yeah, unfortunately, you're, you're, splitting the the, you're splitting the women up and ah uh, ah uh, ah. Uh. But you lot, you know, young MA is there and she raps like a guy. She puts out all the same misogynistic um, stereotypes and she's not held up. You lot should love her. <laughs> <laughs> Men should love young MA. I mean, probably nah, would nah. a little but bit But she's more. a woman. Yeah, yeah, so for she, sure. You for don't. Sure. <laughs> but, but if she was yeah. a guy, you'd, 
I mean, um, young, I mean, young MA, mentioned love. I mean, who is, is a carbon copy of Hot Nigger? Huh? That's an interesting point. Ah, yeah, me. What do you say? Who is a carbon copy of Hot Nigger? So that's probably for me anyway. That's but just, I mean, fine. That's fine because the beat is similar. But she's had songs after that. No, for sure, for sure, for sure. And she can rap. She is rapping from a male perspective. She's a woman. But she's a woman. But so she's because she's a woman, But she's also gay. Care. But she's huh? also gay as well, I know, right? but what I'm saying is the content that some men gravitate to and what is in the mainstream is what's in her music. Of course. But at the so same time... So why don't men love her? Like, she's a woman. Well, yeah, it's, it's twofold. It's twofold. She's a woman, but she's also gay. I like, don't think and she's also just not that good. Um, <laughs> spud me, please. No, thank you. Honestly, as a in my mind, I think that's important. As a guy, that's good because that's how you look qualify it. But there's so much mediocre rappers. That Listen, are, I'm oh, with okay. you. I love getting onto these mediocre rappers. I love. Okay, it. that's cool. As long as you're, I'm gonna get onto all of them. As long as you're consistent and don't say because again, there's a qualifier for women that's not the same for men. Oh no, for sure. There's a lot more. That like mediocre male rappers than women, than but it's only the women or that. Oh, oh man, like it's not good, isn't it? Like <laughs> look at me, it's just not. She's not good. Can't rap. Oh, the flow is terrible. You list Rich the Kid is there, right? Like these people are there, and no, Rich the Kid. These people are popular. They're the ones that are up there. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're popular. You lot gave Six Nine so much room, Fam. so much room. Fam, <sighs> disgusting. Fam, <laughs> <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> I mean, some of some of you though, but I feel you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I feel you though. I mean, obviously, again, it just goes back to the whole idea of like hip hop men not liking black women. Generally. Yeah, like men are very accommodating. I I remember on that um, on the Breaking Atoms um, link up that we did right when Armani Caesar was brought up. Everyone, oh man, wait for that DJ Premier beat. Oh, I can't wait. I say that to say that there would have been a lot more there was a conversation about um Conway and it was for it was a lot more empathetic. He was like, Man, I hope he's all right. Like I know the music, he's talking about some things and I just hope he pulls it together on the next project. Meg is trash! <laughs> oh my god <laughs> And this is just constant. That's a great point. That is just constant. That's a great point. She got the DJ Premier beat wasn't good enough. Mm. You would have been so much more accommodating if another pe- if a man had that beat. You would have found a way to not you. Someone would have found a way to reason. It would have re- reason why you know I mean? that was okay. That it wasn't what they thought. Do you know how many dead be? rappers that Primo's given a beat to? That's huh? the that's the that's the mad thing. I'm Group home. Afro Rafa. Come on, man. What are we again, doing here? But again, because of the respect level that you have for Conway, him yeah. the fact that he gave her the thing it's like oh my god and it's like oh, it wasn't that but you it would have been you would have just been more accommodating if it was a man you would have found a yeah, reason to right. like it or not even like it but just reason away you know you were talking about conway's not someone was talking about conway's music just not being right there at the point and they started talking about his personal i don't ever hear men talking about <laughs> women's but what's she going through man she might be going through some stuff that good news album by meg might not be that good because mm. she's going through a lot right now no one's thinking about yo, that. that's some bullshit yo, man. that's some real bullshit <laughs> that's when you, yeah, when yo, you, it, when you spell it out like that that's some bullshit do you understand wow. like so these are the things as a woman when yeah. i'm listening and i'm in rap and i talk about rap music I'm looking at it from where I'm thinking, well, I don't care what you guys have to say about nothing, <laughs> yeah. You must have been burning when someone said that then. No, they said that I just think about these things, you know. I, I think you said something I, though. I did say yeah, something. Yeah, I, did something. Say yeah, yeah. So, I did say something. I understood that that wasn't the place 
thought like, but I just had to say something because it yeah. was just. It was, it, I was <laughs> yeah, the pattern was it. happening. I was like, you know what? Nah, come on. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Um, that's again as a as a woman who enjoys and listens to hip hop music. These are things that I have to deal with yeah. in conversation. I have to prove that I know what I'm talking about. Mm. If I say I like football, you want me to name five players that play for Arsenal from the seventies and name every. <laughs> we do that to man them too, though. Well, some of us. I don't. I don't see that. Some of us. <laughs> But it's a small minority of guys that do that. Especially yeah. like if, when women are into things that you know, and, and some things are like male domi- like male dominated, like hip hop and stuff. You have to prove that we know what we're talking about. We um, just don't take your word for it. It's you're not going to take yeah, my yeah, word yeah, for it. You want to quiz? Not necessarily quiz me, but I have sit here and have not like with you lot, but just like in general tested. Mm. What do you know? Oh man, <laughs> mentioned um, bow wow. What do? You, what are you talking about? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like. Yeah, but I can talk about all the other stuff too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so how do you negotiate? I mean, I mean I'm, I'm sure you um, appreciate and like some of the music that does like degrade of women. Like, how do you negotiate that as a hip hop fan? What do you mean? As in like, obviously you're a woman. Now how do I deal with it? Yeah, you're, you're a woman. You, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. you enjoy I mean, hip hop. You I, like I, listening I, to that sort of music as well. Like, I just have understanding. Like I just understand that there's a time and a place for everything. And there's obviously I go th- well, back in the day, you know, Years ago, used to go to a club mm. <laughs> and like, or go to parties or house parties, and there's a time and a place for that stuff, and that's okay. Like, I'm not one dimensional. I'm a person. I'm a real. I'm a real person with like dimensions. Nuance. You know, so I'm not just gonna want to listen to the music that's always not like, at a party. Yeah, like you're not gonna want to listen yeah. to like the super like. Sorry, but Sojourner's not going on at a rave. Sorry. I'm looking, yeah. at, I'm looking at people. Like socially conscious music, like all the time or Shut whatever. Up, man, it's just about understanding, like for me anyway, it's just like you understand there's a time and a place. And also just because I'm, you know, I'm well, re- like well read and I think about concepts and things like that. I can just look at a rapper and look at the music and just understand what that is, where it's maybe mm. coming from. Mm. And yeah, you know, otherwise I wouldn't listen to hip hop at all. <laughs> I mean, it's, I mean, the equivalent of that is just like you know us man listening to gangster rap. We, we don't yeah. shoot people. We don't sell yeah. drugs. Yeah. How, how do we negotiate that? Yeah. We've had that conversation on here, where you know I've, I've openly said that sometimes I struggle with it because listening to I think when I'm getting to killing, yeah, j- you know, yeah, like especially and that. Like that. And I'm, as I'm getting older, it's it's a lot harder to consume. It's escapism. Yeah, you know what I mean, so it's the exact same thing. It's escapism. Yeah, that's yeah. how I do yeah. it. And, yeah. I just, and I take, I just take breaks. I can't do it too much because it, it just gets to me. Of course, you know it's I mean? like so anything. Like you know, yeah. you may not like. You know, people have genres or films that they like watching. You know, some people don't like the super gore horror yeah, films. Yeah. yeah, all these types of things. And it's just one of you know we're just we're all people and we all have dimensions. So that's how we get through. There's, it's never going to be the way that we want it to be mm. all the time, and it shouldn't be. You know, we should learn how to like navigate because not it's not. This world is not perfect. Hundred mm. percent. And people who are creating the art are not perfect. You know. Um, so yeah. Yeah, and I only ask that because I know a lot of people, men anyway, will ask that question as well. Because they don't want me to listen to music. Here's the thing: you wanna, you're there going. I know that because. Well, how can you listen to it if it's 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 cool? It's degrading you. Well, why yeah. are you listening to it? It's degrading you too. <laughs> like, mm. <laughs> like yeah. it's not saying great things about you either because you're the guy they don't want to be. They're always telling you they don't want to be you. Why do you want to be you? <laughs> Try and be like me. I don't even think and of it like cool. that. And you're cool with that. No, I've never deep it. Because I know at times that rap was called us broke, we should have been stopped listening to rap. Yeah. You know, yeah, like, yeah. just like they don't, Generally, like yeah. always saying, they just, 
I want to be like why do you want to be like you it's, it's not gr- like some of the music is like bad like it, if people were really taken in like yeah it can knock on the self-esteem but yeah no like i said we're just people with dimensions so we should learn how to navigate these things and just understand like where it's coming from and look at society as a whole you know so many things go into it society just needs to unlearn a lot of shit basically <laughs> a lot like quite a lot when we you need see to- just some of the wild stuff they were doing back in the day like yeah yeah. I think this seamlessly goes into the next topic as to why we don't, I guess, hear of more women producers or engineers. Yeah. Th- is it a case of them not being given the opportunity? I, I don't know if it's a I talent. Don't know, I don't I think. I don't know if it's a talent conversation. But how, is it an opportunity thing? I hear so thing? many stories about women not even feeling comfortable in their spaces. Uh, yeah, they're real horror stories. Yeah. yeah like, I mean, um, Drew Drew Dixon's a perfect example. Um, and just for context, she um, was an A and R at Def Jam, yeah. And um, she helped put together the Mary J. Blige and Method Man song. Oh, okay. Um, You're all I need. Um, and she was working her way up, and she was working quite closely with Russell Simmons. Mm. And oh long God. story short, yeah, she oh. um, he he, ass- he assaulted her. You know what I mean? See, and then she so and then she moved labels um, and was working with L. A. Reid. And essentially, um, she was again working her way up, and she was trying to like get Kanye signed and John mm. Legend signed. This was very early on. And because she had declined L.A. Reid's offer to be intimate, he just like shut down the meetings. Like, I'm not coming. I'm not and coming to see them. Thing. And then she she had to pass up on John Legend and Kanye early. That's so crazy. You know what I mean? So that's but an example su- but, of, but not I guess. Surprising. Yeah. And she had had like quite a good track record as far as putting songs together and producing. And then, you know, she was like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm not in this industry no more. So yeah. maybe there's a lot of cases of that. But oh, you just I generally want to want to explore why there, we don't see more here of more. They're not spotlighted. And I don't know how many. if. There's many. Obviously, I know of Wonder Girl. There's Wonder um, Girl. There's track, there's and track she's girl? still track girl as well. Yeah, but Crystal Canes as well. Crystal Canes. Monster. Really on, good. Yeah. yeah. On the UK I mean, side, there's C Beats who produced Way by Digger D. Mm. Well, co-produced with M1 on the beat and Miss Beats as well. She produced for DWE and Skepta, Gat Grimer as well. But they're definitely not spotlighted. But they're definitely mm. not spotlighted. Definitely no. not spotlighted. I remember Wonder Girl got some coverage simply because she was so young. Yeah, she, she was just age, young. She was so it was just like, whoa, like. She's that young and she made this like incredible like beat and then gone on to like obviously do like amazing things. But yeah, I think maybe the environment, you know, I had to get comfortable like at studio spaces with just men that I don't know. Mm. <laughs> Working like, you know, like doing like even if you're going somewhere to do an interview and they're inviting you to come to a hotel and do the interview at the hotel. It's just very, there's just, some of these spaces don't always, it's not comfortable for women sometimes. Mm. And maybe from a producer standpoint, again, this thing of having to prove that you're good enough mm. to even get a placement, to have your beats heard. I think that Money in the Grave tune that was produced by a model. Um, With Drake and Rick Ross. Yeah, yeah, I think her name's like Christina something. Um, and CC on the beat, that's what he says, like on Money in the Grave. That's the. Is that Crystal Canes? No, no, no. Oh, it okay. was a... Uh, she works with ASAP, Ferg, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah she works with ASAP and um, Smoke Dizzle. But um, no, this one was... Let me see. Money in the Grave. Just trying to find it. And I remember they did like a whole piece on her and she was like, she was a model. She was just kind of playing around with it. Mm. And then that was obviously a problem because she was, you know, a model. Yeah. <laughs> how, dare mm. you be, how dare you be a model and try and produce music? Again, no, like not allowing people to have dimensions. Sydney Christine, and she produced Money in the Grave. But I think she hasn't, I don't know if she's done any other music since, but instantly drawing for the fact that she was like an influencer model and 
Oh, like why did Drake must have wanted to sleep with her? Rather than the actual talent, innit? Yeah. Just looking into the actual instead of talent, but that beat is hard. You know? Yeah, I got a shout out um a girl called Soraya as well. She produced on Lowski's album as well. Okay. Um that I've I work with uh, Soraya closely. So mm. I mean, I suppose maybe slowly but surely it might be changing, but I agree. Like if you, if anyone who's watched that flipping BBC Free documentary about abusers and yeah, it's and clear it, to see like and these men just don't make it easy. They just don't yeah. make it easy. Just yeah. conversations around women in general, um, and their artistry and women are never associated with the word genius. I only hear the word genius associated with men. No one really calls Beyonce a genius. They don't call Mariah Carey a genius. They don't call any of these people who are sitting down arranging music, songwriting, mm. thinking of new sounds. Because even though someone like Beyonce is not a producer in the traditional sense, we understand that she's in that process mm. and she's putting things together along with the people that are drawing, like obviously helping her put it together too. But at this point, why is Beyonce not spoken about as a musical genius in the same vein as Kanye, who has had a lot of missteps more recently and has made culture shift in music. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, that's weird to me. Mm. Mariah Carey, like, I remember she said, like, you know, she doesn't have a Grammy, which is so crazy to me, but when she speaks about it, she's like, you know, at the time, I was popping. I was getting, like, the Grammys was more about the obscure artists, not hits and popularity, and I was extremely popular mm. and had a lot of hits, so mm. I was never nominated during that time when I was super that's insane. hot. Wait, she's but never won Mariah Carey is one of that's the insane. greatest that's songwriters of, like, our time sort of thing with Mariah though I don't know if she was always getting credit she wasn't to be fair I think it's to me it's always blows my mind that all I want for Christmas is like not a cover for the longest time I thought it was a cover and then I like watched the interview I thought, that it, she was did. As well. I thought it was a cover I thought it was an old tune that yeah. she redid she wrote that like she made that song that's a new that's a song that she created I was like that's mm. so wild to me but um she was talking about like not having a Grammy and stuff like that and saying she doesn't care about that stuff now but at the time the Grammys represented the obscure artist mm. and all these types of things so being popular wasn't it was frowned upon just mm. like how people hate when a rap, like an artist goes mainstream and stuff like that and i just bring that back to say that you know there are probably loads of great women who are producing they're just not being like held up Everyone maybe they're even taking getting taken advantage of they're ghost producing and you know timberland used to have like Dan was it danger like he used to have a producer yeah. that used to ghost produce for him a lot even though he eventually came out and stuff like that. But, you know, there might be women that are there. They're just getting taken advantage of. Maybe their beats are being taken and it's mm. going under someone else's yeah, name. They're not being and that's just the way mm. in for them. And, yeah, maybe branding, marketing. I don't know, but... Maybe pay as well. Pay. Because across the, you know, the music industry, Defin there's definitely yeah. a pay gap there. Oh, so maybe a lot of, like, you know... They don't feel and like, you know, I want to be in this industry. Yeah, like, and if you're being propositioned by men... Not be paid. You see what the Neptune did to Khalees. There you go. Yeah, Shit. that was crazy. That was disheartening, man. Very mad. Bro? Yeah. Chad? <laughs> <laughs> What's the other guy's name? Hey, um, no, Haley or just, something like just, that. Um, yeah. Throw in I know who you're talking about. Like Shay, I think. <laughs> yeah, Shay. Shay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's NERD. It's not Neptune. Uh, but, it's, <laughs> but, but it is mad. And I don't know why there isn't more. But there's probably all of these things. Mm. And remember, producer roles are behind the scenes thing. We only have like a handful of like prominent ones from the last ten years. Was mm. like Mike Will made it, Hit Boy, Metro Boomin, Metro Boomin, Metro Boomin. 
Brian's got back. Lex Luger for a bit that week. Oh yeah, DJ that was like the early Mustard. yeah. Mustard had a little Mustard. It does Pierre, seem Pierre like Bourne. the tide is changing yeah. a bit, and more men are going to you know these talented female producers as well. But, but whether or not they hold them up and say everyone else should go and work with them too. Because even like Missy Elliott, man, she's produced a lot of stuff. So she's I was written even, a lot of stuff. Yeah, I was, actually, I was actually racking my brain trying she's to understand even, why she's certain people haven't gone to her. She's produced a lot. We was meant to do a podcast episode on her, so yeah, she's, she's not, not still considered. Well. I feel like that generally, artists aren't really seen as producers as well, though. Yeah, but like exactly. But, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. But in that, but just vein. as an independent producer, like someone like Wonder Girl, producing Antidote, and she's not mentioned mm. that year as a top producer alongside a Michael Made It or a Hit Boy or mm. whoever. You know, that doesn't make sense. She's the biggest song of the year. Yeah. And yeah. other songs that she's made, you know, and whatever else. So maybe it's, it's definitely a credit issue as well. Where a lot yeah. of these just they're not being credited for their work. Yeah, um, and Georgia and Muldrow, she um produced for most stuff as well, and like she produces a lot of her own stuff. So I feel like a lot of rappers could go to her. So maybe that's where the gap could be bridged. Yeah, she produced yeah, on the recent. Um, do, do men really want to work with women? Boy. Do they? Do rappers really want to work with women if they if there's no exchange? Can they? The more that we actually, so, yeah, the, the more that we're actually wording it, the more the more mad it sounds. Because why not? Because it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like, how can you not work with a woman? When she someone gives you a fire beat, take the beat, yeah. fam. Like it's not. And so even many the idea of of being produced by a woman for somebody's like men is probably wild. Yeah, and that's yeah. where that's where ego in that ego, comes yeah, into. Yeah, do you yeah, know what I mean? Sure. Like what? Be told what Especially to do by you? Really you produce me? Like, can you do that over again? Can you re-record that? But it's also like you what? said though with producers, and then that goes down to like musical IQ. Oh, you're not good enough to know that. You know, right. I probably killed it on this one time, or blah 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 blah. Okay. Like, yeah, like, like a that. stupid idiot like Rich the Kid behind the scenes will try and tell. <laughs> to Shut up, man. But my point is, it's like you said though. Like um, Sid. Oh, I just thought of Sid, like you know, from the internet. Yeah. Um, Odd Future and that. She produces, but obviously she's singer, songwriter, etc. But again, like. I don't know, man. I just don't think. I don't know, man. It could be behind, more like you said, with behind the scenes. There's only a few producers that get highlighted. In yeah. General, and it yeah. seems like with producers, it's blown up more recently as well in terms of mm. the amount of producers that are coming out. And if we're being honest, it's very much in a set area. Like a lot of producers are coming from Atlanta. Mm. So it's a weird on. I don't know if it's straight misogyny with it or if it's the case of like, there's not that many coming out anyway. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So but it's already suit, even the, even, the one, the, even in terms of just their face, one. yeah, the superstar the one. Superstar yeah. So they might be with, same way they produced that. We don't know, but I'm just like superstar level because it's a very seems like a doggy dog world with them now anyway. Mm. Mm. They're all trying to vibe for that. Yeah, there are very few top producers. Exactly. And even so in like, that, so even if there are, if they're going to be like five top producers at any one time. And if for all There's, if you'd be lucky if one of them was a woman. Exactly. And if four out of five are coming up from Atlanta, that even narrows it down. There's so many. Cause they're all looking for one sound now as well. So it's like, yeah. you need to find someone that fits that. So yeah. it's like, there's so many more into it. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. It's a shame. Like, I hope it does change, but. I, I think, think it's it changing, man. I think it Cause will. even yeah, like, um, the, even engineers, there's an engineer that works quite closely with um, Little Woozy Vert and um, she did Bad and Beauty with um, Migos and that. And she, it was a, it was a woman that engineered that whole, that whole track. So, and those tracks. So I think the tide is slowly changing. We need more. Yeah, of course. Sure. So. You know, I think more. conversations I think, like this. I think this. I read a stat that said that women only account for like twenty percent of the industry, and a smaller amount of that is producers and songwriters yeah. and stuff like that. Like it's, it's a small number. But you hear, I hear loads of women's stories about you know why they left the industry, like mm. they couldn't deal with some of the things that came mm. of it. It's, it's it's tough, you know. <laughs> it can be tough. Yeah. So uh, I'm not surprised, but yeah, I hope it changes and that we get like a big superstar like 
woman that's yeah, like producing yeah. mad bangers and stuff. That'll be sick. And even highlight the ones that are currently doing, man. Yeah. Like across all genres of music, man. Like Erica Badu, like, that's one of my favorite artists. She produces or co-produces a lot of her music. Yeah. Let's let's let's, again, champ- let's champion a lot of them. Then don't get like you know, like I said, the thing about the genius thing. Mm. Women are not so like. Can you? When have you heard of a woman being referred to as a genius? Like truthfully. Never. I don't think I have. Yeah. Exactly. I think that's wild. I don't think I have, man, if I'm honest. I think that's wild, so, yeah. Who would you consider a genius? Beyonce. There's a lot. Mariah <laughs> Carey, Lauren Hill, Missy... I consider Not even Lauren Hill. In, in the same way... No, I, think, I, I think I've heard um, Lauren Hill. I don't... I think I've heard, I've heard I Lauren Hill, actually. When I, if you listen, there's a podcast called Dissect, and they did a, a season on just the way the miseducation was put together. She's a genius. I think they did one for Lemonade as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dissect podcast is really good, but... um. You know, we're quick to give these, you know, we're quick to give that label to... People were calling 6 9 a genius. Huh? Huh? Because of his trolling and marketing. <laughs> they were saying he's, you know, he he's figured it out. He knows how to get attention. Yeah, but don't, we're not... But you're happy to give these labels very freely to men who are not doing... People call even, Little B a genius or, too. Or even worthy of right. it. But someone like, you know... Like I said, Amari Carey or Whitney Houston, they're talked about in big, like they're revered, of course, but they're not spoken about like how Prince is spoken about. Mm. Prince, is, Prince is a genre. This is a genius. <laughs> I was like, you know, I grew up in a Michael Jackson household, so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I appreciate Prince there as I got older. Mm, but, you know, just in general, you know, these titles are given to men a lot more easily, freely, for absolutely less. And there are incredible women within like music. You know, Kim should be labeled one. Whether she had writers or not, that whole aesthetic mm. is the aesthetic. Like she's the, pro- she's the prototype. Facts. That so she should be given she should be spoken about way more highly than she is. Much. Very. So what's the moral of the story, guys? Let's um let's just try and do better, Be, isn't it? Yeah, as as as, be as men particularly, I think it's like us men that really like into the, the culture and that. Let's just try and do let's better. Let's be better. Do you know what I mean? Call yeah. it out whenever we can because we don't see a lot of rappers in the game calling it out, calling out misogyny as well. Do you know what I mean? They're so just so like it's so integrated into the fabric of hip hop that we just all treat it like it's just the norm. Ah, that's normal. Wow, we've seen that. It's been happening for years, but. The more these conversations start to happen, the more we call it out more, the more it can just improve things, isn't it? Just little by little. Yeah, you like need a conversation. Like it needs a conversation start. Don't be afraid to be attacked by your fellow men because you stood up for like a woman, which happens, you know. Damson Indra's put out a thing. Oh, like I see, a, he put out a tweet, right? Like, and I saw men being like, so predictable. What do you say? It was that I'll take the first. If it means I take the shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. women, I'll take it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so I, only a, said. a lot of men, yeah. I saw some guys on my timeline kind of just being like, oh, so predictable. Like, yeah, I saw some people uh, calling them And simp. that's what happens. Men I saw some people calling them simp. Yeah, men get called simp, yeah. corny. That whole, that whole simp thing is, you know, it it makes men like rec- like revert back into themselves and then not stand for nothing. Let me just go with what everyone else is saying. Mm. And, and they're being I, They're more sheep than they like to admit. Like, you know. For sure. Hey man, everyone's got to unlearn what they learn, man. Got to do the work. attempt to at least. <laughs> you got to do the work. You got to wa- yeah, well, yeah, attempt to. That's what I'm saying. Attempt to. You got to want to do the work. You got to. You, you, you got. And that's the thing, like, and this goes beyond like misogyny. This goes beyond like anything. Someone happens to the look work. themselves in the mirror and realize that the way they the way they thought for so long is wrong, 
is fucking hard for them to do. Yeah, no. Anyway, so if they get to that point and they actually do that, then that's just, that's half the battle done and we can get towards something more positive. But people actually got to be more prepared to actually do that. So, yeah, shout out to all, all the women who've made hip hop what it is, man. Yeah, you guys Obviously, your contributions are very indelible. Uh, we will never forget them, despite what the world tells you. Like, shout out to everybody, man. I mean, we could, <laughs> we could re- reel off, off a the list of names. Of names we could reel off a list of names as well. But. Time. All right. Let's lift up the mood a little oh, bit. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I've been talking play, for an hour guys, and a half about misogyny. You guys play music. <laughs> Boy, we, oh, yeah. Man. So yeah, let's have a bit of fun. And let's uh, basically go um, one at a time and basically talk about what we feel was essentially... Because obviously rap music and the movies have a very like intimate relationship with each other. There's been a lot of soundtracks, a lot of good, a lot of bad. Not uh, so much these days. Like that Judas and the Black Messiah one was. I was like, why are there not more soundtracks anymore? Mm. Like, I remember they were a lot more popular. The thing with that, I have, I have a problem with that soundtrack there. Okay, what is it? I mean, a lot of it was unnecessary. Like, obviously, the have you seen the film? I haven't seen the film, okay, no. Cool. But a lot of it wasn't really adding up. It wasn't. It didn't like. You didn't yeah, feel like it aligned. Yeah, with, it was. It just, didn't I align. thought it was good music. I get what you mean. Maybe it was good music. The, the for narratives. Sure. Of the songs maybe didn't align with the, what the film is. Well, in the spirit of Judas and the Black Messiah, the soundtrack that just came out, um, guys, between ourselves, we'll go one at a time. What are our thoughts on the best rap song that was ever made for a movie? And Mohammed, we'll start with you. Okay, cool. So, I can reel off a few, but I'll come back to them. <laughs> so, if you ask you for one, you want to reel off a few. <laughs> I thought to take a play out your playbook today, so. <laughs> reel off one, and then afterwards. Yeah, that's what I said. That's what I said. Yeah, I'm going to reel off one just in case before I start taking people's pick. Um, the first one I got is from the Belly soundtrack. It's DMX, Meth, Nas, and Jar. It's called the Grand Finale. Um, I think when you get them four on a song, it's hard not to pick anyone else. That's a great lineup. Do you know what I mean? It's <laughs> yeah, just yeah, like when yeah. you reel off the features, it's like, <laughs> bruv, who else can you really go for? <laughs> yeah. And I don't know if you guys watch Belly. Yeah, yeah I've seen it. I have once, yeah. like, just when I was. I ain't seen Belly in years. I, I watched it. <laughs> yeah, I watched it when I was for the first time. I don't yeah. remember it too much, but yeah. I watched it for the first time last year. Oh, for real? I wonder if Sincere made it to Africa. This guy, man. So, yeah, oh, I still oh, wonder. I still wonder things like that. Trust it to be no, Nas. Watch that. Trust it to be it. Nas as well. Who else would yeah. it be? <laughs> but, yeah, I'm um, not going to start. <laughs> um, that's my one. Yeah, that's me. Pete, what about you? Um, my pick is Warren G and Nate Dog Regulate. Regulate! For Above the Rim, the movie with Tupac. It wasn't a great movie, but I, I just love that song, man. You don't, oh, I like don't that. Don't do that. That song is probably like iconic. That song is probably iconic, man. Don't do that to Above the Rim, though. I like it's an all right movie, man. Keep that. Out of two fat films, which one do you like the most? Uh, probably Poetic Justice. Oh, God, no. You look so unimpressed. Mm. I knew you were going to say <laughs> that. You know that, feet. But it's just it's just because it's romantic, isn't it? Yeah, it's a romantic that's comedy. That, yeah, that's, that's, my, that's, my, that's my up my early. Especially it, when you know, like when you learn that Janet asked them to take an AIDS test and all this thing, like it's a bit nasty. Yeah, like yeah. Just the, the idea towards rappers and stuff. So yeah. Um, nah, give me two so above the rim, I'm good. Wasn't Marlon Wayans in that film too? What above the rim? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah. a random pairing. Yeah. So <laughs> was Avon Box still? Done off. Wood Harris. Wood Harris. Um, I'll go next. Well, it was kind of joint between me, but I'll just say one. Uh, I got Dr. Dre uh, with Deep Cover from the film Deep Cover. I think I think that was like one of our first major introductions to Snoop as well, mm. and I think that was Dre's first like solo single after leaving N.W.A. So it's very meaningful. 
Um, I never watched the film Deep Cover, but the film, the, the song itself is dope, the beat as well, and it was repurposed by um, Fat Joe and Big Pun as well for Twins, Deep Cover 98, so, you know. Which is better, Deep Cover or Twins? Twins. Twins. Just for Dead in the Middle of Little Italy. Little did you know? <laughs> I'm not going to finish it. Oh, I think we're going to finish no, it, we're right? Not finish, we're, not finish, we're, not, we're, not do, we're not doing that today, Peter. But um, yeah, Deep Cover, dope, dope tune, dope, dope tune, and um, yeah. Very dope. I love the beat as well. The beat yeah. is crazy. Still fire too. For show, Ebony. Um, I'm gonna go Eminem. Lose yourself from Eight Mile. Mm. It's like it's an Oscar winning winning song. Academy you Award know, winning. Academy Award winning song, and I feel like it was just massive. Mm. That's white privilege, but I feel. I mean, it is. <laughs> if I, I want to go with a black artist, I quite like um, Dr. Dre and Nocturnal Bad Intentions, and mm. I don't remember what film that was for. But I just remember those movie clips. Let me see if I can actually find it. I remember um, that tune. That's what I thought that yeah. tune was. Just, I just love that song. Like it's a song that's actually degraded women. But <laughs> 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 it's a song that's degraded women. But never say we don't connect these topics on the rhymes like that. <laughs> <in the podcast. laughs> but um, it's it's just a really good song. Like, no, lose yourself is a great song. I, I mean, what Mars well, but, but lose like. yourself. Yeah, that's a that's a song that even people that don't like rap or hip hop and mm. stuff they just know it yeah. they can reference it they know some bars from it it's just an yeah it's got like yeah yeah it's a big tune and is it one of the biggest rap songs ever generally I don't know if it's one of the biggest rap songs ever but maybe probably it is. is probably yeah. is probably maybe is probably yeah. is probably yeah. is probably yeah. is. Probably yeah. Is. Yeah. Probably it's massive I mean once you win your Academy Award you've got clear yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, if, you say to our, if you say to a white boy Marv Spaghetti <laughs> That's like the Bible verse. Yeah, it's true. That's like a passage to them. You gotta remember Eminem. That's like Psalms 15. Eminem is literally like one of the only rappers that does stadiums consistently. Yeah, like the rest of them can't do it. Like so. Like I might go back to J Electronica. White people might go back to Mars Spaghetti. Don't argue with me. I'm just giving you the facts. That's very different. I'm just giving you the facts. And people, you know, like it's a song about just hypes people up. Like you know. Yeah, it propagates. Yeah, yeah, they just love it. Like the the beat dropping the background. Everything, the climax of the tune. Just yeah, it's a very yeah, it's, it's just that tune. He's and Eight was cool for like what it was, like that time when rappers were like, doing like movies about themselves. Fuck the free world. <laughs> I never understood what that meant. Fuck, fuck the free world. world. Fuck the free, free world, world didn't it? I mean, yeah, but. In America. In America, yeah, known as the free world. But it just seemed as if. And then free one frees the postcode. It just seemed as if it was very random to just say <laughs> on that film. Like that's the, why the I said. Oh, the whole battle rap looked fake. Cap- capitalism, the whole world, and stuff like that, you know? Shout out Papa Duck, though. Said no one ever. Listen, never his real name's Clarence, isn't it? Hey, Clarence he's, he's is a Captain real America, good fan. Captain America now. Shit, he is, isn't he? Yeah, he is. He's come far, he's come far. He's right from Papa Doc to Captain America. <laughs> Absolutely crazy. Boy, yeah. Blow up his real. <laughs> Any honourable mentions, guys? Um, Yes, Will Smith, The Wild Wild West. Really? Yeah, it's a great song. Isn't Melly Mel on that? Who's this Wiki Wiki Wah. Wiki Wiki Wah. That's a great song for a film. Wiki Wiki Wah Wah West. Made a tune just for the film that he was starring in. That's amazing. Jim West. That's he, he did that a couple times. I know it's not like, like it's, not, it's not like rapidly raffle day shit, but, but that was like, yeah, that was like a big tune to me. Oh, we got so like. we, we got a shout out Men in Black then too. Men in Black. Oh my god, yeah, the Men in Black. Black. Yeah, yeah, what? yeah, yeah. Smith, I'm giving that to Men in Black. Will Smith making a just a banger for his film, and it actually just being a banger every single time. Is Will Smith the king of like movie singles? No, you only said two. Okay, so yeah. there's Men in Black, there's Men in, the Men in Black 2 one, and there's Wild Wild West as well. I'm not giving him Wild Wild West for a banger, personally. Fair enough. Wild Wild yeah, West yeah, is yeah. great. Uh, Drew Hall. I've listened to it. I, I it stuck I, in my I, head because I was a kid. Cisco was like, Cisco's like, yeah. That's 
That was a good time. Black suit's coming. That was the minimum. Oh, uh, black suit's coming. Mm-hmm. I've got, um, <laughs> can I get a thing? Can I get a what? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Jay-Z. I've also got, remember when Nelly had that bar? Um, shake, no, shake your tail feather. Oh, yeah, that's for the bad boys. Yeah, yeah that was yeah, the yeah. shake your tail film. Yeah, yeah that, that was for the bad boys. Yeah. yeah, it was. Oh, it? shit. Oh, yeah. Turn yeah, around and your mama have reindeer. Bad boys too? Bad boys too. <laughs> you know, it's fam. Again, Will Smith for that. <laughs> he's the king. I'm just saying, he's the king. Wilson's, Wilson's, a, Wilson's uh, a champion. He's the king. He's the king. He's a champion. Fam. He's the king, bro. Yeah. I've got um, Dr. Dre keep keep the heads ringing. That mm. was on uh, the first Friday film. It was only for very very briefly, mm. and then I discovered actually properly listened to it like for the first time like five years ago. And bro, that is that immediately like transports you to like '95 <laughs> South Central LA. Cadillac That's how I feel about deep cover. Feel like you feel like a big worm, fam. Yeah, <laughs> big worm. I got a sleeper. Did you know, remember Nelly's song number one? Yeah. That was for training day. Oh, was it? Yeah. Wow. What does it take to be number one? Supposedly it's for training day. Right. Oh, wow. Hey, man. Interesting. Let me just make sure before. Wait, was it like clips? Garbage. Was it? <laughs> <laughs> really? Before? Let me just make sure. What? Yeah, that might have been. I might, might want to double check that. Yeah, no, I'm 90% sure that it was out. I might be spewing garbage. I'm just garbage. trying to remember now if there was clips of training day in that video. No, yeah, I'm Yeah, that's when yeah. they put clips of the movie yeah, 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 yeah. in the video. Yeah, look. Number one, training day. Drew Hill were very flagrant with that as well. When they did How Deep Is Your Love yeah, for yeah, Rush yeah, Hour. Yeah. <laughs> How Deep Is Your Love? Two thirds, of, two thirds of it was like the Rush Hour film. They might as well just show like three minutes of Rush Hour. Tell me what is going on. That was man, nasty. That, that was uh, I said Melly Mel was on Wild Wild West. No, it was Cool Moe D. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, and yes, because he did that song. It was yeah. a sample. It was one of them, man. It was, it was one of them, man. That was it was just, a sample. That was just hard. <laughs> Didn't Cool Moe D diss LL Cool J in that song? I don't I remember that. Why do you know that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a historian, damn it. Oh, LL Cool J had a song. Oh, fuck. It's going to annoy me. What? LL Cool J had a song. It was one of commercial. It was later on in his head. I think it was Paradise was a song for a film. Oh, no. yeah. Was with it? A. Marie. Yeah. Paradise, I think, I was, think was that for. No I think, let me just double check. Yeah. My honorable mentions, um, Kendrick and J-Rock, um, King's Dead. Oh, yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah, the yeah. yeah. I, mean, I love that song. Of course. Yeah. I will always love that song because it got J-Rock a Grammy. Yeah, man, big up J-Rock. Of all people to have a Grammy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man like J-Rock. Trust me. Yeah, yeah that's, that's lit. Um, yeah, Paradise was for, you remember, Deliver Us From Eve? Oh, wow. With Megan yeah. Good. And Shit, Gabriel Union. Oh, okay. Yeah, some of the songs, like, you know, like, songs that came out, then they just put it on the soundtrack. Like, 50 had, like, all his album was basically the soundtrack. Yeah, together, like, like Hustlers Ambition like, yeah, was meant to yeah, be. Yeah, like, Whip <laughs> Your Head Boy and all these. And Wankster was and in like, the 8-mile. It was just the album, yeah. but it was also the soundtrack. So it's just Wankster like, was in the 8-mile soundtrack as well. Wankster was amazing. I remember the first time I saw the Wankster video. Came I was confused <laughs> the first time I heard Wankster. Because I'm wet from England, didn't it? Wanker. Oh, <laughs> I didn't even thought about that. No, I remember. I, thought, I was thinking more. I'm still low-key confused. Yeah, no, because remember they used to do him used to be a thing. Yeah. So then Wanks, I don't know, I, not that I made that association, but like I just kind of no like Wanks stays meant to be. What's going on, world? If you've reached this part of the episode, we thank you for tuning in, and we hope you enjoyed it. For some reason, the recording ended at a certain point before we were able to sign off. So here I am signing off right now. So thank you once again to Ebony from the TBH podcast for coming down. You can follow her on Twitter and Instagram at EbsWorldPeace. That's E-B-Z, then World Peace. And make sure you check out TBH on all platforms. They're doing some really dope things. And from us, we'll see you next time. So until then, take care, stay safe, and peace.